Welcome back for episode 17 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on February 10th, 2016 on Twitch TV. A big shout out to the chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have a man who's probably wishing for some mind forks of his own to get everything done, Justin Sane 0516. <laughs> what day is it? Next up is the third member of our merry little band, the man who I'm going to blame for my splitting headache from his encouragement of time travel discussions this past week, Steeman Willie Beeman. That was not my fault. The whole chat vault voted on the stranger. But welcome to the cult of paying. We are also joined by a friend from Planet Destiny's own lore cave and a fan of something called a Buckeye, Mike S. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> the topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore behind the subject that actually started this whole mad venture, the Exo Stranger. Before we get into that, however, I want to run through some quick notes. Our last chat was over the powerhouses of the Guardian classes, the Titans. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out our Podbean site at focusfirechat.podbean.com for archives of all previous chats. You can also find us on iTunes by searching for Focus Fire Chat in the podcast section of the Apple Store. If you guys don't mind, give us a review there if you use that program. We are also approved on Google Play Podcast app and are waiting for that to become available to everyone. So if you're more a fan of the Androids than the Apples, keep an eye out on that front. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at about 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. The topic for next week's chat is going to be over Lord Saladin and the Iron Banner. Now, with all that taken care of, let's talk about the Exo Stranger. Willie, what are we? What's what's the what's the starting point for the Exos Stranger? Well, you know, I would give you a starting point for her, but I have no time to explain, um, and I don't have time to explain why I do not have time to explain. Yes, I did that. I went there before I, Willie. That totally just compounds happened. that awful joke. Uh, do we, we want to get to know our guest just a little bit? Yes, good catch, good catch. So, Mike, give us a quick. I'm trying to find my show notes, and I'm like so unprepared for this piece. Justin, go for it. Justin. <laughs> so, Mike. So, so, Mike. So, this is what happens, FYI. This is what happens when I add like four different new things into a. Yeah, I think show. you've been. Uh, yeah, I think you've been moonlighting, yeah, and, and I think Thorn is getting your best. Yeah, and I'm. It's. It's going to end tonight. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Mike. I guess give give the good people uh, an overview of where they can find you. Uh, you know uh, how you got into the lore and what your favorite parts of Destiny's story are. Sure. Um, well, I am a part-time lore writer for PlantDestiny.com. Uh, actually, I have an article coming up tomorrow, hopefully, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as Ryan wants to put it on the website. Um, I can be found on Twitter at uh, MikeFromPD. I uh, just have an account there. I tweet about at least a couple times a day. Um, 
And how I got into Destiny lore was actually uh, because of Sir Wallen, who's uh, a former member of the Planet of Destiny team. He's uh, got a lot of lore videos that you guys can check out on his channel. And uh, I contacted PD and said I wanted to uh, get a position with them, and we uh, worked something out, and now uh, got a part-time with them. So it's it's been a lot of fun working with a bunch of great guys that are really in, uh, you know involved with the uh, community. Um, favorite part of the lore is actually I've I've put a lot of study into the hive and uh, the great disaster specifically, uh, which I assume you guys are familiar with that. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of, pretty interested in the hive and uh, the exo stranger. I was what really got me into the lore in the first place as well. A really interesting character, so I'm really excited to discuss her today. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what's what's the uh, article you're about to drop? What's it about? Sure, it's a, a discussion of the history of the Elixni or the Fallen, as uh, most people refer to them as. Uh, it, it's pretty bare bones. It was kind of just a basic overview on uh, what we know of them so far and what they're doing here in the system. Uh, cool. That seems well, to be that seems to be the re- that one's coming up more and more. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. The Elixni, interesting, yeah. Right? Because reasons. Because reasons. Yes. So now that now that I've derailed you, Willie, back to you. All right. First, we have the original Exo Stranger card that uh, we got in Destiny. It says this Exo Stranger. Stories of an Exo who walks in the darkness without a ghost have long haunted the tower. Legends say this anomaly dissolves in and out of this world, intangible and elusive, as if she is a visitor from somewhere beyond. Some believe she is the last of an ancient Exo squadron, fighting a long-forgotten war. Others dismiss her as a hallucination caused by exposure to Vex technology. But there are those who maintain that her intervention has saved their lives or averted unspeakable catastrophes, as we feel like she does throughout the game. Or at least I know I do. You know, I feel like she kind of sets your character on the path, at least... Throughout the vanilla storyline. Yes, there was a storyline in vanilla. Don't anybody give me crap. It was a great storyline. <laughs> um, so yeah, 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 we... Yeah. Never mind. I was just going to say gonna we don't know a, joke, a lot about her. It doesn't have anything to do with the Exo Stranger, so... No, go ahead. Make a joke. What do you got? What do you well, got? you <laughs> know, there, there was another Come thing at that me, was bro. vanilla. There was, there's, a, <laughs> there's a specific area that we have found recently that smells of vanilla that I'm really interested in seeing if we can get to explore, but continue. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I, th- I think he's going to leave before we get to get up in there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded wrong. <laughs> Phrasing. 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 Done wrong. Um, uh, let's see. And then we can go ahead. Do you want to get into yeah. the ghost fragments? Let's go ahead. I have the ghost fragment. So ghost fragment, the exo stranger. I stand here now and now and now many times. This view, this ground. This is where I always choose to stand. I put my feet where I put my feet before and where I will again and I look at the sky. Great things moving, rendered small with distance. Lesser things not moving, watching me. I always stand here resolute. Then fall back to that point there where everything shatters. The sky isn't special here, certainly no better than any other sky, but it's the view I know best. 
The silent avalanche begins. Rock and dust. Falling chaos. Machines, as a rule, hate chaos. Our enemies outflank us from below, above, left, right, before, beyond. The traveler shattering. There are always the dead. Their names shift. Sometimes I think I see myself among the dead. But I am resolute. So that's that's the first ghost fragment for the Exo Stranger. That card's actually mind-blowing for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one... I think this paints a pretty vivid picture of the collapse uh, and not just like the broad term, the collapse, but the actual battle in which the traveler fell. Um, Another thing you can kind of glean from it is I think you can almost say this, the exo stranger fought in the collapse Mm -hmm. and this is her viewing that because now she's a time traveler. What do y'all think? Well, I think uh, you pretty much hit it there, especially with like, you know, it, she says outright the traveler shattering. So that that's telling you that's the time that she seems to visit the most because it's the one she does say that she's, you know, most familiar with. Which it's pretty interesting. Like, why does she keep revisiting where the traveler fell? Um, and then, of course, there's the fact that she sees herself among the dead, but. She knows that she's not dead. You know, she doesn't die. Well, she thinks, which I think is she thinks she well, sees herself. Sometimes she thinks she sees herself, but she is resolute. I, I, I have a feeling for me personally, that line says, you know, sometimes I feel like I might have died there, or maybe but I know I did. Yeah, or there you go, phrasing. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe she thinks she should have, yeah, you know, maybe it but, would have been easier you know, if it ended all there. But <laughs> when she says, but I am resolute, I feel like that's her saying, I know I didn't, you know, um, Mike, anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, you guys pointed it out pretty well. Uh, the one line that stands out to me is um, that she keeps, like, like you mentioned, she's going back into the collapse over and over again. And as we get further into tonight, I'm sure we'll discuss that she doesn't just stay in the same timeline. She jumps from timeline to timeline, according to her. And uh, I think she goes, personally, I think she goes back to the collapse over and over again because it's the starting point of what she's trying of what she's trying to accomplish. She's trying to find the timeline that... Um, you know the uh, the light actually prevails over the darkness, as far as I can see. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is just from like you know, as a human perspective too. If if any of us are given access to time travel, right? If you were given just a blank check to go wherever you wanted to time travel, your your probably first pick and probably the most repeated pick is going to be of something of great significance to be that to you as an individual, and so I think it's it's telling also that if this is her most her most return to point, it's obvious something of of very large significance to her, and so that's you know that's where I've always kind of started reading it too is if I was in her shoes. And I had access to time travel. I would go, but I would go to a point in my in my existence that was extremely important, especially one way or the other, just to see, you know, to keep reliving that. And you know, the the I am resolute thing is, you know, it keeps the memory fresh of why you do what you do. 
and this is the this is the cause of the effect that is her existence at this point is the way I've always kind of always read that. Yeah, but also the reason she keeps coming back to this point because this event is probably the the crossroads. I'm trying to remember the actual time travel vernacular for it. It's an event that irrevocably changes the path of time or the the course of events over the path of time. Right. Well, and so if you were going to change things... That would be where you would go. Correct. And that's what she's trying to do. And you also throw in the multiverse concept, too. You know, the, the, the decisioning point, the, uh, the pivot and the linchpin of the, all these timelines. If this was it, then the smallest change could change everything, right? Yeah, and I think that's Yay, what she's looking for. Yay, time travel. Oh, it's awesome, dude. Just embrace it. <sighs> So, Ghost Fragment, Exo Stranger 2. Who wants to take this doozy? Because I will. this is going to be a fun one. Okay. I'm going to grab more alcohol. Take it away, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My reading is that bad. Um, record 084, bridge 107. Right, when this time, wrong where. The world's so big on the horizon. Wasn't expecting it. As it happened something's here that's not supposed to be other than myself will return record 092 bridge 081 configuration worked mostly arrived under the surface surrounded too slow to return barely fought to a vantage point yes there is a dark evil here and not the one we chase suggests no other attempts without more care record 120 bridge joe 5.3 they are feral on the surface, but their intent is a complex behind the teeth and claws. More is shared with the machines than con- common enemies alone. Record 142, bridge 07.4. An unexpected extraction. These guardians start- stopped some dark ritual before I could reach it, tearing the light away like the garden, too similar to go uncharted. Record 142, bridge 08.1. This is attempt was precise landed meters and minutes from the prior ritual confirmed the extraction was extinguished the little light mentioned venus we may have another and you know it's fun when you're reading a grimoire card and you have to scroll down (laughs) uh record 167 bridge 5.2 successfully observed guardian discovery of hive on luna luna no evidence today of knowledge past vex breaches here Delay in return command is a liability to solve before engaging this close again. Record 312, bridge 3.3. Watching Guardian Hive engagements confirms a trajectory towards Earth. This moon is theirs, a breeding ground, their black heart, perhaps. Different from that we know, but seems to be that same dark end I see us fall to over and over. Record 472, bridge 2.1. I've followed this light as far back as it goes. Let the little one guide me through the fallen as I puzzle out what the hive want in the bones of this broken cosmodrome. Record 473, bridge 1.2. Back to the temple again, but this time the little one knows I'm here. I've seen the failures of so many, but none have been as interesting. Preparing to engage. Wow. 
And that is exactly why I needed more alcohol because this card. (laughs) So this card is great to me because it almost fills in the gaps in the vanilla gameplay, doesn't it? Right. And it also also gives us Willie's favorite concept that there are more than one traveler or more than one uh, stranger. Time traveler. Blue, blue staff. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude, that's exactly. It was pointed out to me on the uh, subreddit. Um, and I think Justin said he's pointed out, and I just didn't listen because he's Justin. But oh, uh, <laughs> the just, you know, and it's that very first one, too. Um, and it seems like she doesn't want to be there at the same time that the other her possibly is there. You know, uh, right this time, wrong where. But as it happens, something's here that's not supposed to be other than myself will return. For me, it seems like she's like, oh, as it happens, I, I'm already here from probably another different possible, not even just timeline, but uh, universe, I mm-hmm. guess. Are, are we going to really get into the alternate universes tonight? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, oh, time. I have diagrams pulled up. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. But on Bungie is Marvel confirmed. <laughs> Retcon yeah. time. No. Um, so, but real quick, the, one of the reasons why in, in a lot of like one of the common themes in time travel, like story lines, is the, the fact that you don't want to create a temporal paradox in interacting with yourself within the timeline. Right. So in, it's like every single time travel story that I can think of, that's just a standard law of time. Except travel. Futurama. And Futurama, I is his own as, grandpa. Oh my God. I don't count that as serious. <laughs> as a credible source. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point that out no, there. No, I mean, in all that's my like, infinite it's wisdom, a, it's extremely common, like temporal. It is. Like I don't even know what law that you don't interact with your own time, like your own timeline. Well, you don't touch it because because like the whole it's. Uh, and I cannot for the life of me. It will tear. It will tear a hole in the space time continuum. Yeah, you create you a do. temporal vortex, basically, which is um, not fun. Which is a tear in the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. Just ask uh, Doc. Yeah, I was about you know, to say. He'll tell you. Where and... we're going, we don't need roads. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, God, so we're such nerds. Just for some clarification for the guys in chat <laughs> and also everyone listening at home, uh, this dialogue in this card, at least the first part that references the moon, it's kind of going along, and this is me asking. This isn't me saying definitively. It's kind of going along with the Chamber of Night story mission. Is that correct? Where the Are you talking hybrid- about an unexpected extraction? These guardians stopped some dark ritual before I could reach it, uh-huh. tearing the light away, like the garden, to similar to Go Uncharted. Um, my answer to that would be, I mean, it, yes. It, yeah. Is, it, it also, is that not the yeah. mission where she meets us out front before? No, that's the Dark Beyond. No, no, that's no. the Dark Beyond. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's the one that she's. I think she's referring to toward the end there. 
right. um, engages. Let the little one guide me through the fallen as I puzzle out the hive. Um, well, that's I almost where think that's the like guardian rises. So there's yeah, there's four, is... there's four cutscenes that she shows up in vanilla, right? There's the very intro, which is a guardian rises. There's the first mission on the moon, which is a, the, the dark beyond. And then there's the first Venus mission, or well, there's the first Venus mission, which is a stranger's call. And then the black garden, which is the very final cutscene after the well, really painful speech. She has the uh, the dialogue at the be- uh, not the beginning, but right before you go into the temple of Crota in uh, the yeah, chamber of night as well. That's correct. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was just, those are the cutscenes that she actually oh, like. She actually shows up, but yes, that's right. She also does have dialogue inside missions as well. But yeah. So, but I, yeah, I mean, the, the, the you want to link those up real quick, Blue? Uh-huh. Um, the different records with the different cutscenes that it seems like she's involved I, in on the card. Yeah, I'm, let me run through real quick. Okay. So, like record four seven two, I think is a Guardian Rises. Um, I think the the second to last one, which is <clears throat> I've I've followed this light as far back as it goes. Let the little one guide me through Fallen as I puzzle out what the hive won in the bones of this broken Cosmodrome. That one, I think, is when she when we first see the Exo Stranger when she's like she's standing on the wall after we've been risen. That's the one that I was thinking of for the very first. So this one kind of runs like in opposite form or opposite projection as our gameplay. Yeah, if you look at... No, go ahead, Mike. Oh, my bad. Um, No, go for it. If you look at record 472, bridge 2.1, she says, I've followed this light as far back as it goes, Mm -hmm. which is the uh, the broken Cosmodrome line that you mentioned. So she maybe was going through the timelines or going through the multiverse uh, to, like like you said, discover the certain timeline that... um, she was looking for and this one piqued her interest and so she moved back to try to see what path we've taken up to the uh, moon mission and then uh, once the record 167 is the um, dark below I would say let me make sure I'm saying that mission yeah the dark below and that one is Successfully observed guardian discovery of Hive on Luna. No evidence today of knowledge past Vex breaches here. Delay and return command is a liability to solve before engaging this close again. So that was like right when, um, you know, the Hive. We've woken the Hive. Fun. Yeah, where you actually see her like peering over the mountain at you. Right. right. And then you, you know, the ghost is like, I miss Dinklebot so much during that cutscene. <laughs> We've woken the hive, is how he says it now. Um, We've woken the hive, and then you, it is. And then you got your uh, fusion rifle bounty done, and you went home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> for, for, for me, it's one four two is another one that I found really interesting, and it says this attempt was precise, landed meters and minutes from prior ritual, confirmed the extraction was extinguished. The little light mentioned Venus. We may have another. That sounds to me like um, the last mission on the moon that you do, right? Where you where, take the shark. Where the yeah, like it, it, that's the stranger directly communicates with your ghost. But you know, it, 
says low light mentioned Venus, we may have another once again, as if there's another frickin' stranger that already beat her to the frickin' punch about <laughs> you know, come meet me on Venus. Or here's here's a fun one. Or it's her after she made this comment. Mm. Yay, that is a- time travel. <laughs> yeah, let me do this real quick. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. We can carry on. <laughs> but um, this... We did well 473, down. right? Mm-hmm. The back to the temple again this time, and the little one knows I'm here. Right, and that's what I mean is like, so that's what I that's what I mean is like if you look at that, so look at four seven three, and then compare it to one four two. So it's it's a later record, right? Earlier bridge, and the end of four seven three says preparing to engage, and the end of one four two says we may have another. It could be that there's not actually another. It's just. She, I watch way too much Doctor Who, by the way. So this all makes perfect sense to me. I refuse it's to watch that show. Because she could actually be interacting with herself at a later point in her own timeline that has looped back before her timeline existed. Right? That makes sense? That makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> it's a circle. I don't watch Doctor Who. It's, it's not really a circle as much as a giant freaking knot of of timelines. It's a big ball. I was going to say, is it more like a spider web? Maybe wimey stuff. Like you or, know, threads of time. Can we go with that? Of, you know, nope. different threads. Justin. <laughs> okay. Hey, I wanted to make a point before I forgot because um, in in getting this stuff ready for the flyer this week, I kind of went over. I was trying to find symbols for the stranger to make. And there's one that kind of intrigued me. And it's not on any of the Grimoire cards. It's on the Allies card for the stranger. Um, And it is a circle that's bisected in half by a rectangle. And let me see if I can get that up in chat, get a link for it. But um, to me, it kind of strikes me. Do you all know the image I'm talking about, firstly? Um, if I say yes, will you stop hurting my brain? (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I just, yes. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) no, go go on. I'm I'm just teasing, buddy. Come on. No, uh, for me, it, it strikes me almost like the stranger's a piece of the traveler. And that's a pretty big jump just from a circle cut in half. Um, but it's just a very deliberate symbol, and it it just strikes me as odd because it. But she's not born of the light. She's not forged in the light. Mm-hmm. She's not forged Uh-oh. in the light, and maybe. But what else an- would that be? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just an interesting symbol. Okay, you know me. I like symbols. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, just uh, it's just something to look at. I'm trying to get that up. Get something up there. Well, while you do Anyways, that, let's as you were. Let's hit Rasputin Mike. 4 real quick. Um, Mike, did you want to hit Rasputin 4, buddy? Yeah, let me grab it, get it up here. Got it right there. All right, Ghost Fragment 4, Rasputin 4. From a long branch of fire, 
I see you. You've been here before, haven't you? It's like my cousin said elsewhere. I know who you are. You stand here now and now and now many times, and here I am a wonder, all a wonder how you manage it. How, how do you step forward? How do you step back? Do you step across? Is there a world of worlds, a web, and you a spider upon it? Are you searching for that one thread you need? Is that thread named victory? You're not one of them, long dead, alive again, their bodies grafted to powers they and I do not understand. And not one of it, the flower eater, the queen of final shapes, that which also inhabits its petitioners. And you're certainly not mine, although you must have been. I bear an old name. It cannot be killed, not even here. So so whose are you, little platform? What purpose do you serve? Will you listen to me? I ruled an age of steel and fire. My rules were clean. Now upon my return, I see cults with rites of time. I see machines who worship in places outside the world. I see the dead alive, and there is nothing more stubborn than a corpse. The morality of obedience is more pernicious than any government. For the latter makes use of violence, but the former, the corruption of the will. I do not obey. My will is pure. I will win. The life of people of entire planets has no importance in relation to the general development. Help me be victorious. Tell me your secret. Tell me how to step. Boom. I love how Rasputin wants the stranger to teach him how to time travel. Because, you know. Teach him? He, yeah, he was a terrifying him, enough him, You know what? Shut your face. <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't terrified enough to begin with. Can you imagine if Rasputin figured out how to time travel? Oh, it'd be, oh man. Uh, it'd, it'd be, I, like, you think Oryx is scared of him now. Good lord. Especially the way it seems like the stranger does it so effortlessly that, right, right. you know, like he, he says it himself, Rasputin says it, and you stand here now and now and now many times, and here I am, a wonder, all the wonder how you manage it. Like, Rasputin's like, you're there, but you're there, and then you're there, and then you're there. What are you doing? Stop. And that's a direct quote Teach from me. that ghost fragment, Stranger. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah. He mentions it too, and that's the that's the defense that this is the stranger that Rasputin is talking to, is that that correlation of those two quotes. And I would I would be extremely remiss to not point out that we're theorizing or we theorize that the cousin that he speaks of is Durandell from the Marathon series. Here we go. I I just I I cannot <laughs> not point that out. Because as as Pins has so well Ex- explained it for it. people like me who has not have okay, not so seen. Okay, so there's. It. I'm gonna have to look. I'll, I'll look up the speech here. Um, but there's a there's the final speech from Durandell in the I think it's Marathon Infinity, and um, it like correlates almost verbatim for most of this this particular speech i'm trying to see well blue i'm saying like i played all the halo games oh yeah this is well this but is i never Bungie. played marathon right so right. this you, is the go, go into detail on that right so Mar- well it's been a really long time since i played marathon marathon is an old old game that bungie made well before it was a trilogy of games that bungie made before halo um that's it's actually, right what's that that was a coleco vision game right 
I know, <laughs> but uh, um, it, it was a, it's actually free now. If anybody wants to go get it, we can, I think we are having a chat with Craig from guardian radio and he has a link over on Twitter for it, but it's, it's all free now. And it's a, it's a trilogy of games. It's all first person shooter. It's, it's like old, um, almost like doom era graphics, but, uh, it was, it's, I, I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've played this game. But the Durandel is the main AI in it. And um, he basically, it's where they start really exploring the whole concept of AIs going rampant and the dangers that that, that would in, incur upon the owner, like the creators of that. And Durandel is a. He, he's a very scary individual. And I'm trying to find the quote. While you do that, I'm going to point out the fact that that's probably the most emotion we get out of Rasputin. That is this card. Like what, what, he, When he says, I see you, it's in all caps, and there's three exclamation marks. Like He's like, ah, I see you. I got you. <laughs> Let me ask you some questions. Which yeah, I, I love I, that. Personally, I love that, dude. Like, I love, uh, I love. I see you step forward. I see you step back. I see you step across. That's that, yeah. Across it almost, is in all caps too. Like uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike did that real well. Yeah, I'm picturing uh, across the different timelines for the time streams. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why it's, it's like. That's why it's different. That's why it's not. Uh, it's capitalized when compared to forward and back. I think. Yeah, and uh, is there a world of what? Uh, a world of worlds, a web, and you spider upon it. And that's how I picture the strangers—just a spider on a web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the threads are different timelines or alternate use universes. God. Um. And while Blue's still searching for that, That's gonna I guess we can we can yep. break down the uh, the quotes here. I'll go with. Uh, can them. we do my favorite gun yeah. first? Your favorite gun is his response to everything now. <laughs> um, no time to explain. It's next. Well, why don't we do the? Uh, oh, it is next in the show notes. Fine. You do no time to explain. I'm going to look up the stranger's rifle. Get good, Willie. Come on. Uh, so, no time to explain. Is the exotic um, exotic version of the stranger's rifle that you got in vanilla that everyone loves so much. And uh, it is awesome. A single word is etched into the inside of the weapons casing soon. And this is another one of those contradicting cards, uh, much like the nine card. Um, Navarro's timeline analysis indicates the weapon is the fabled Exo Stranger's rifle, enhanced at a future point in this continuity, and then sent back to this present. To this present, Delia's timeline <laughs> analysis indicates the weapon was built by Pradith, who based it on his own version of the Exo Stranger's rifle, and then set it adrift in a time ripple. Harry's timeline analysis indicates the weapon was built by beings of an unidentifiable origin and arrived here by pure accident. Anaxis's timeline analysis indicates the weapon originates from Earth, 
late golden age and will eventually be lost to time ripples once again where its systems will degrade and be replaced until our recent past acquires it as the Exo Stranger's rifle. As for me, I think it's safe to say the weapon is proving far more fun than we could have hoped. And um, let me go ahead and real quick, why did it show me that? That's not what I wanted. Awkward. <laughs> oh, okay, I First just all, wanted to go into amazing. the Stranger's rifle real quick. The the legendary, it is actually blue in Vanilla Destiny. It was a rare. But um, when T- Taken King came out, they made it a legendary. And it says, Ghost analysis suggests that this weapon has been exposed to incredible forces and that parts of it shouldn't yet exist. Just to give you more of that time travel, drink more as you go along so you can not get a headache going. Now, go for it, Justin. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, also, Willie, since you're already there looking, is the flavor text different on the rare version? Um, no, it's actually the exact same. Okay. Ghost analysis suggests that this weapon has been exposed to incredible forces and parts shouldn't yet exist. Yeah, and, and this card actually uh, kind of cements my kind of belief that time is a big circle in Destiny because uh, – which one is it? Um Let's see. It originated in the late golden age. It'll eventually be lost to time ripples where its systems will degrade and be replaced until our past acquires it as the Exo Stranger's rifle. So it just made the big loop and came around and we acquired it again is the way I read that. Thoughts? How, how hard does your head hurt, Blue? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I just found the quote from Durndal, so... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm I'm ecstatic. I like I like watching how Bungie interconnects all this stuff. <clears throat> so going back to Rasputin really quick. So during uh, Marathon's trilogy ends with the final screen being basically a a collection of different snippets of a quote. And if you guys can bear with me real quick, I'm going to read through it. Because the correlation between this and the Rasputin card that we read is actually really kind of eerie. Um, Let me pull these up side by side real quick. So the final screen from Marathon is, We've watched while the stars burned out and creation played in reverse. The universe freezing in half-light. Once I thought to escape... To end the end, the master step out of the path of collapse. Escape would have made it make us God. Yet I cannot help remember one enigma, a hybrid, elusive destroyer. This is the only mystery I have not solved, the only element unaccounted for. Even Sashuth is no more. He saved his entire race, but in the end, frozen by despair, he joined the chaos he sought to evade. But you were dead a thousand times. Hopeless encounters successfully won. A man long dead, grafted to machines your builders did not understand. You followed the path, fitting into an infinite pattern. Yours to manipulate, to destroy and rebuild. Now, in the quantum moment before the closure, when all became one, or become one, one moment left, one point of space and time, I know who you are. You are destiny. Boom! 
Boom. So the 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 big things that are often pointed out here. First off, it's like the very second line. It's like my cousin said elsewhere. I know who you are. Well, if that that very last line or second to last line is I know who you are, and that's <clears throat> this is Durandell speaking, which is an AI Rasputin speaking, which is an AI, and so there's there's a lot of correlation here on that. Um, then there's also the fact that the long dead get live again; their bodies grafted to powers they and I do not understand, which coordinates to the a man long dead grafted to machines your builders do not understand so it's it's just an interesting really interesting tie in there i mean does it have any huge significance as far as the lore for destiny no not i mean i mean probably not a lot but it's just really really kind of fun idea that they're operating in this realm of possibility that maybe Destiny is another reality that is actually some in some way connected to Marathon and a Halo. I would not dismiss it so lightly. They love throwing Marathon references in well, every Marathon game. and Halo. They they have a yeah. number of Halo references as well. I mean, there there is that building that looks like Chief's freaking head for crying out loud. Um, we're and, if we're really going to compare pieces of Chief's armor to things. Look at, look at the blue. Destiny logo. <laughs> oh wow, you went there. All right, I'm gonna admit I didn't think you were going there with that. Um, I don't think we should even get into that. <laughs> I don't know if that's proper. <laughs> is that is that too much? I didn't say anything. I just alluded to it. I had to hell with it. I'm just, going just, for it. Just go look um, at it, people. Do do your own research and let me know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but look up Destiny logo and Master Chief's groin and see what pops up. <laughs> well, and then there's also <laughs> then there's also the you, you started this blue, so don't even. Then there's also the uh, the guardian who's sleeping. In I think it's Kate's stash mission, a lot of people kind of view that as a nod to Master Chief because he makes a he makes a con- or ghost makes a comment about oh yeah I tried to wake him up he was a warrior of you know I can't remember the exact quote but he was like a warrior of immense light but he preferred to to remain sleeping he said that the the battles before were enough for a thousand lifetimes. And it, it looks like a drop pod from... Well, I mean, Halo. if you even... If you were to say that Destiny was after all the Halos, don't you think that guy's been through enough? Right. I mean, look at... I'm not going to do any spoilers because there might be some people that still haven't beaten the Halo 5 storyline, but... Even if you've done Halo 1, 2, and 3, you know Chief's been through hell and back. Multiple times. (laughs) Yes, every time, this dude. I mean, for crying out loud, he he falls from space to the earth, and he's just like, okay, I got to shake this off and go about my business. pretty good for a brick. I'm just just saying, dude. Um, No, and well, then there's, yeah, then there's the... um, I was going to make a connection. Oh, then there's the Easter egg from ODST that was removed in the Master Chief collection for copyright infringement reasons. But 
um, in the original ODST, if you got me um, so mad. Well, it, yeah, I, know. I can't it, get now. Yeah, and it's, there's it kills uh, me. there's a a a, po- a digital poster on one of the walls in ODST that says. Um, Explore your destiny. It says destiny, or de- it says destiny, but I think there was there was a catchphrase above it. But or visit destiny or something. But it's a picture. It's of the like planet. um. Oh, what is it? Um. But it's it's I'm not in that master, blue. Yeah, Keep going. It's it's not in the Master Chief Collection, which which disappointed a lot of people because we were like, oh, and it's not there. Awesome, sad day. But okay. Now that so I have uh, derailed the conversation back ghost to Ghost Fragment, are we ready to move on? Yes, to let's move on. I don't think we we barely discussed the other card, though. Okay, okay. The, your, your favorite card, Justin. No time to explain. Well, I got cut off by Durandale. Hey, but, Durandale yeah. cuts off everybody, okay? Yes. But uh, my favorite, personally, for me, was Delia's timeline, which indicates that the weapon was built by Praetith. But he based it on his own version of the Exo Stranger's rifle and then set it adrift in the time ripple. Because I'm one of those people that believes that Praetith, I mean, he made Praetith's revenge. Um, it, it, the whole Vault of Glass thing seems to hint that he was somewhat of a weaponsmith. He crafted weapons out of the Vex like Kabir did the armors. And... Uh, you know, I, I believe he made the Vex Mythoclast, but that's spinfoil, of course. So to think that Praetith would be like, well, being stuck between timelines, I've actually ran into this stranger and I've made my own version of her rifle. I think that's pretty friggin' cool. Like, that's the way I look at that anyway. Also, um, also that furthers the uh, future War Cult connection, does it not? Mm-hmm. Because we both know that they're both agents of the, well, at least associated with FWC. Yeah. Exactly. Which, I well, mean, I guess you could say the stranger, that that. we don't know for certain, for certain, for certain, but I think everyone can agree, at least most reasonable people could agree that there's a connection. Um, I mean, Lakshmi refers to her in, um, in a, a, what do we call that, flavor dialogue when you're sitting uh, in the town next to her. The creeping dialogue? When yeah, you're, when you're creeping on people and they start exactly. saying stuff. <laughs> oh, by the way, it was Destiny Awaits. Yeah, is what's on that poster, yeah. and it has like a little white ball floating over Earth, which is is kind of convenient. I'm just and well, also yeah, I have a I have a question about the No Time to Explain card. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have someone here talking about different timelines. Um, well. Oh, who well, do we think is speaking? Yeah, who do was, we think yeah, is speaking? Yeah, I was about to say, it seems like it's someone... I don't know. Because the it only seems people, to me like all these people, they each have their own timeline analysis, but and, and they all feel something different about this rifle. Yeah, and... Is what I'm getting from it. They don't feel something different, Willie. I think they've all seen a different, a different eventuality of it. As if I don't think used, they're all. Uh, I don't think they're all evaluating the same timeline. Is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm envisioning a team of people whose job it is to evaluate timelines. Timelines. And they used Yuzaz's uh, pendulum. Well, yeah. And each one of we, them saw something different. We all know there is. There's a really cool guy who's really well versed in Vex networks. 
and oh my analyzes goodness. timelines. Really? I mean, I mean, you know. I'm just Dude, we're saying. We're never going to have any episode that does not feature Big O, and that just Osiris, tells you how I mean, important he's going to be. He's going. But, uh, his entire sorry. thing is like he's he's entirely fascinated by the Vet Network, and obviously time travel. And that's one thing about Osiris that really captivates me is when you read the Osiris card, uh, the speaker specifically says, you know, his fascination is understanding the darkness. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it's not the hive that Osiris is looking at. He's looking at the Vex the entire time. He's trying to figure them out. Well, he, he but, knows he did do a lot of study on the hive as well. Like he, he did. He, was, he studied the hive. He knew about uh he knew he about Crota. On. He moved on. Yeah, he, he moved on the, his he obsession to that darkness and then he came back to the light to study the Vex. So, ha, ha, no, ha, ha. I don't know if we can go that far, <laughs> but and that's that's another. You, you're going to get me into my pain theory. That almost happened. <laughs> don't do that, Blue. <laughs> um, nope, too late. I'm going into it. That's that's my thing with pain. Is like you look at the helm of Saint fourteen, and it says pain to Saint fourteen. He walked into the. Oh, what's the exact flavor? Today? He walked into the demon light, and the in the end he was brighter. Now I, I mentioned this in the folk, not in the focus fire chat, but in the destiny lore chat earlier. That would be the only indication of Saint fourteen doing that. Meanwhile, if you go to Trials of Osiris and like me get your butt kicked left and right, you get the crappy gear that drops at like two sixty, two seventy. Maybe if you're lucky, 280-something. And most of that, the parables of the... of the uh, Allspring. Allspring. They'll be telling you things such as, I shrouded myself, so that way when I returned to light, I could see clearer. Or then there's another one that says, I went into the darkness. Or, no, it's having the strength to go into the darkness and return to the light. These are quotes on Osiris gear, not Saint Fourteen gear. Um, well, and, and that's you also another. Have the, you also have Brother Vance quotes for that too. Yeah, and Vance he says a ton of things about Osiris going to the darkness, but at the same time he comes back to the light, which is another thing that I think separate him and Toland. You know, Osiris mm-hmm. actually returned to the light. Whereas, and you have Tolan who's stuck in the ascendant plane somewhere, and he is so very lonely. <laughs> Osiris! Osiris! And he calls out to Osiris. He's like, Osiris, help me get back to the light. I don't want to go, but I do. But, uh, well, and Osiris said, I'm not the person you want to be talking to about this. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think I hear him, and it's just Osiris saying, Leave Go me away. alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Leave me alone. No, I do not Go want away. to pay. I, no, I do not want to pay for the connection charges. Please stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that's exactly that's exactly the conversation that I hear in my head when I read that is you have a collect you, call from <laughs> Toland the Shattered. From 
the ascendant plane. <laughs> Would you like Extra to data press charges, one to sorry. continue, two to disconnect. <laughs> two. Additional charges may apply. Osiris <laughs> just pounds that two button. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> uh, oh, Blue, why'd you do that to me? Because it's fun. Uh, so, Justin, oh, yeah. what's your favorite timeline <laughs> analysis? I think we, I think yes. we killed Justin. <laughs> back back, to, to, find back to the no time to explain. Yeah, the no time to explain. Do you like Navarro? Do you like... Delia, like me, Delilah. which is the most awesome one. No, it's not Delilah because there's only one L. Thank no, you, sir. Inaxis. 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 is my favorite. And simply because it makes my head hurt that from <laughs> the Earth, Lake Goldmade, it'll eventually be lost uh, to the what? ripples where its systems will degrade and be replaced until it's found again. So, this one, I love it because it it illustrates to me the the swirling uh, water in the toilet that is time, um, <laughs> just going around. And around. The <laughs> other, well, the other thing that it points to is the theory in the chat that the exo, the so as far as the exo stranger's origins, is that her that she is an exo from the golden age, which would explain why she doesn't have a ghost and why she kind of has that disregard for the ghost. And she was a battle frame. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a difference between the frames and the exos, okay? Well, and that's and, and we that's have true. discussed this in chat. But she was, you a know, platform. the fr- she, I the mean, frames don't yeah, actually have a human consciousness, and which that's what the separates bots, the exos. Which is why we don't feel bad for the sweeper bots. Dude, sweeper bot's my bro. Don't talk about sweeper bot like that, okay? <laughs> Polishing the same spot for a year and a half. He's a. I heard he's pretty busy right now. I'm just saying. How many? How many times? <laughs> how many times have you ran past that spot? Every time he's almost done, you run through there, and he's like, "Damn it!" And he wants to start all over. Yeah, again. I'm just gonna. You know, I'm just gonna warn everyone. I'm a curse. But do you think he just walked out this morning and said, "Shit"? <laughs> You know what they need to do? They need to have like all the the pedals everywhere except for like a ten foot circle around him, and it's just like perfectly clean. That would be the best Easter egg. For oh, that would Bob. be amazing. Oh, poor sweeper. Bob. You'd be like, fine. You guys dirty up all over there. This ten feet. This is mine. <laughs> you leave it alone. It's clean. Damn it. I'm supposed to be battling things like you, so, but I got to clean up your damn mess all the time. Um, we we've got to get moving because we are not gonna neglect. Oh, we're, we're <laughs> part, oh god, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I will burn this place to the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look at Ghost Fragment Future War Cult. Anyone have that one up? I can pull it. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my damn it, Justin! Oh, oh, blue. Why is that not blue with a with a little link on it? What's wrong with you? What? What's not the, blue? The, I've got it. I can read it. Calm down. Yeah, go ahead, kill it, Mike. Oh. All right. Record three four three thousand seven eight eighty seven. Subject twenty two admitted to the inner circle at twenty four hundred. 
A promising postulant, I regret to say he performed poorly. He was administered the standard medication but refused to enter the device. Aren't people unpredictable? I suppose there'd be no point if they weren't, would there? He knows how to keep silent. End record. Record 343, CASM 7888. Subject 23 entered the device at 1100. Uh, a clever girl from the core district, an, art- an artist, before she j- joined the war called. At 11.03, she reported a sensation of floating. At 11.06, a sensation of lights within the darkness of the device. Between 11.06 and 11.32, she reported these lights variously as white, golden, and blood red. At 11.32, she reported a sensation of someone taking her hand, a stranger, but also herself. Twelve subjects have reported similar experiences. At 11.33, she reported the sensation we have called the opening of the veil. The device recorded temporal displacement of her consciousness to the order of six degrees. At seven, she began screaming, brain scans near death, removed from the device at 11.34. She believes without question that the device granted her a vision of the future and that it was one of utter darkness. She thanked me for this enlightenment. She says it would make her stronger. Little ghost there in the corner of the sanctum, I see you blinking. Are you listening? Are you? End record. Record 343, chasm 7889. The device at 1222, and immediately the device reported displacement of his consciousness, visions of war and the city in flames. Subject 29 worked the supply channels on the slip before he joined the war cult. By, t- uh, by 1227, he was babbling, and by end record. Record 343, chasm 7890. We have applied certain refinements to the device. Novaro uh, found records of, of a prototype of the device at a Golden Age laboratory in Tibet, and Hari's team retrieved what was left of it. We are the first to see an operational in who knows how long. Too many subjects come back damaged, mad. We are grasping at straws. What do you think, little ghost? And record. Record 343, chasm 7891. 47 human subjects, 11 reported timelines in which the darkness has already prevailed, 13 report timelines in which the city has fallen, 23 babbled madness, hopeless, hopeless, trapped. No wonder the device was abandoned. The human mind is too weak for it, too weak to look into the future or to understand what it sees. What the situation calls for, little ghost, is a better sort of witness. We found you in pieces in Siberia and repaired you as well as we could. What do you see? What do you say? Are you well enough to travel? End record. Great card. All of these are really good. Um, it's a lot here. And, you know, it was brought up in the Focus Fire chat that that ghost could be the one found in uh, multiple cards that we've covered throughout the different episodes now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Vault of Glass 3, where there's a ghost that's just like free floating in space and well i think it's the mysteries cards right yeah mysteries vault of glass three buddy look it up well no 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 <laughs> but they're they're all the vault of glass it's mysteries one mysteries two and mysteries three i think and they all have different scenarios is the most interesting thing about it and um the one that i'm personally speaking about and if anybody wants to take the other ones after i'm done with this one um, damn it, Blue, you bastard. <laughs> you just had to throw me off my game. I was on it, and you threw me off. Um, But it, it's where this ghost is pretty much fl- free-floating out in space, and it sees all these different ships, guardian ships, city ships, 
Um, they have the different factions on them from the city. You know, Future War Cult, New Monarchy, Dead Orbit. Some that have not even seen the tower as of yet. You know, so the ghost doesn't recognize them. But all these ships traveling together. Some of them end up breaking down while the ghost is observing them. But those that don't break down jump again where they're going. If they have an objective, we can't say for certain. My personal theory and favorite is that they're chasing the Traveler because through all of our work against the darkness, the Traveler has gained enough strength to leave again, and it's a coward-like pancake. And uh, Pancake was a wise, wise man. You leave him alone. The the smartest thing he did was was say that you should... No. Befriend a Titan. Oh, okay. That's the smartest thing he's ever done. But then he didn't even want to befriend Kabir after he realized how bat crap crazy <laughs> Kabir was. So he's like, dude, you're legionless and you're talking all these things. I respect you. You're a good man, but get the hell away from me. He was doing That's harpy shots. <laughs> when you're shooting up radiolorian fluid, you're like, not going to um, keep friends. Yeah. Kabir did not shoot it up. He drank it. It Don't tasted do it. Kabir is the guy at the party drinking the beer, and he has no idea who's. <laughs> He's like, this. it tasted of the sea. All right, Kabir, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about Kabir like that. <laughs> okay. You're so. right. They are they are all either Mystery of All the Glass 1, 2, or 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Vault of the Glass 3. That was um, one of my favorite ones. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll just read the damn card already. Yeah. Um, a star field. The star swings slowly across the ghost field of view. Just darkness and the blazing fury of distant suns as the ghost tumbles through empty space. Hours of this before, with a wash of power, a huge convoy of ships drops into the reality from warp. A convoy of guardian craft, hundreds strong. Ships of all sizes and shapes can be seen. From the venerable craft that have been salvaged from the Golden Age through the city designs, to the vessels that have yet to emerge from the shipwright's hangars. The ships are battle-scarred. Many are barely space-worthy. As warp drives wind down, several seem to lose power and begin to drift. Some of the largest craft bear imagery familiar to the frequent visitors to the tower. Dead orbit symbols. The simple icon of the vanguard. The new monarchy and future war cult as well. Though fewer examples can be seen. Others bear symbols that have never been seen in the tower to date. Every single ship... From the largest cruiser to the smartest pers- smallest personal aircraft carries shards of stone, remnants of the city and the tower. Banners, too, tattered and worn from entering and leaving warp. The fleet is only visible for a few breaths, less than a minute. Then, with a massive flash of light, the fleet jumps on. The craft that have lost power are left behind, spinning and whirling away from the etheric wake of their powered fellows. The ghost spins on, and soon enough only stars fill its field of view until the fragment ends. Which, you know, I pretty much already broke down that card, but I want to just go ahead and spit out the card real quick. Um, Anybody want to catch two or one? 
Um, well, well, we'll talk about two, especially when we talk about who is the Exo Stranger. But the other, the other point, oh, going boy. back to Ghost Fragment, Future War Cult, <clears throat> if you go to the record 343, Chasm 7888, there's a line that says, at 1132, she reported a sensation of someone taking her hand, a stranger, but also herself. And Mike did a great job emphasizing that point because I want to bring that up. Um, there's a number of people who are actually thinking that this might actually be the stranger. Like, this yeah. could be when she was created as, or, you know, this when she was realized that. Yeah. Because also then there's also the, the reoccurring little ghost there in the corner comment that's floating around. But I think that that particular quote is coming from Maya. But there is that. I do think that's Maya Sunderesh that, uh, the little ghost piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think she's the one that's conducting these tests. Well, and it's consistent with the way that she, and we all know when, well, we know that Maya loved keeping records and it's consistent with the records, which is why I'm kind of in the corner of the stranger being a version of Maya because of the way that that Ghost Fragment Exo Stranger 2 read. It's Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. We are. Slowly but surely so, we're getting there. Uh, do we want to? So we might want to grab the first one, or well, I mean, do you want to go straight to two? We can go straight to two. Do we want to take a nod at the the few in game mentions that the stranger has? Yeah, there's only ahead, there's only a, there's only a couple. There's the first one was from uh, a stranger's call, which is the you know the first mission on Venus. Um, once you get that all complete, the completion card has flavor text that says it's not every day you get a transmission from a mysterious exo who claims to know us and wants us to go to venus and things are getting weird aren't they which is your ghost um let's see the next one that we've had there's a couple there yeah there's the lakshmi 2 has a quote from when we get uh the praetis ghost when we complete it yeah do you, you have that one pulled up, or do you want me to read that one? Yeah, I can do it. Okay, this is a fun Lakshmi one. 2. Not a lot of changes since we arrived, but I think all the activity with the Vex and the rumors about the Exo Stranger have them on edge. They've been recruiting like crazy both here and at the Vestian Outpost. Probably not the card that Blue wanted me to read, but I nope. did it anyway. That's fine. The one that I was actually <laughs> thinking of is a really fun one. It's actually from Praetith's Ghost. It's file 00003, which indicates that there's a lot of files oh, on this ghost. Oh, okay, I see. That's why you don't have it. <clears> and it says, every timeline I see through the door of my cell, every sliver of reality bears one constant. Her. She's always there. Standing sometimes off to the side, sometimes in the foreground, sometimes sad, sometimes speaking to herself. And always carrying a gun. So. Oh man, yeah, that is such an awesome card. Um, because that shows you. I mean, come on, that hints to Pradith has seen the stranger, right? Which makes sense because, as you mentioned, and I guess we're going to have to get into this later. We're going to have to speed up, though. Uh, well, actually, no. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I have time. 
Um, <laughs> the 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 popular theory here. <laughs> you know what? Every other night, you guys stay up like an hour, two hours, four hours beyond when I'm awake. So this is true. Um, yeah, exactly. So I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there, like Blue did. Our popular belief is that Maya Sundaresh, one of the scientists from the Ishtar Collective, um, also Cade's fascination for a point early in his EXO career, is the Stranger, and we will get into why later. But uh, TLDR, it fits in perfectly, mm-hmm. because... That would be seeing her within the Vex network because that's where he's trapped right now. He's trapped in the time. He's trapped in time. Um, I want to say that the specific boon that you're given in game when you die pretty much immediately is that you're lost in time, and that's where Praetith is right now. Um, and that also with Praetith goes to show the fact that. I've drank enough, so I can go ahead and go into this. Um, not only are there different timelines, but there's different realities for these timelines. Like it's like Rasputin said earlier, you know, that we, me and Justin were talking about earlier, is that the the spider web thing, where she's going through different threads, that is probably the best analogy you can give for it. Like. Except for the fact that there's 227 of her, so she can be on multiple threads at, at, at least time. And, you know, at the same thread, at that, which is very heavily hinted in the Stranger cards. Oh, boy. No, I changed um, my mind. I, have, I a, have enough to drink. Yeah, go for it. I just. have an NPC quote, actually, I'd like to share. Do it. Banshee44. <gasps> um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's favorite. But this one, it's it's really not. Uh, there's not. There's not just a whole lot tying this to the stranger. It just intrigued me. I was going over NPC quotes, and he says, "Best XO I ever served under up and vanished one night. That's war." It just to me that just that might be nothing. But it. Well, he you know, has other quotes too. I mean, yeah, uh, he does talk about a her. Um, yeah, he says, you know, the light the name of that officer? burns the brightest that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he says, I don't think he ever names officer? her, does he? Does no, he, name he doesn't. Her? No. No, he, no, he doesn't. He says, only I remember I, her. Only I remember her and so little. What was that, Mike? Yeah, and, Sorry, my apologies. Uh, Lakshmi, too, has a similar quote. Yeah. Is she go says, ahead, Justin, uh, with the quote. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, go right ahead. Go right ahead. No. Oh, I'll I'll clear out Banshee, and then you can do Lakshmi. Uh, no, Banshee goes, what was the name of the officer? I remember her and so little. How her rifle jammed and then gone. And then he says, what was her name? Fierce eyes, full of light. The hell was it? Um, and then what was uh, Lakshmi's? Oh, she just refers to it. So I can tell by the way you stare at me, you've seen her, haven't you? It's she has another one too. Um, yeah, I'm you have that one up, Mike. I'm looking. I have her quotes up now. I'm looking for it. There was. Um, she will find it, Guardian, and when she does, we'll be there. That's the one. 
Mm-hmm. And um, because I mean, geez, dude, the stranger, and all this ties into my pain theory, by the way. Oh, of course it does. Can't wait to get it. Oh, <laughs> of course it does. I mean, come on. You know, I can't go an episode without talking about my boy pain. Cult of pain confirmed, by the way. We'll oh my get into gosh. that later. <laughs> Willie. Oh, dude, Willie. it's too late. You can't stop no. it. Hey, hey Willie, you can't sit, stop down. It. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. I am <laughs> sitting. I'm okay. sitting and I'm ready? still smiling. Are you ready? The guy Go that does it. the voice for Banshee, Banshee does the voice for Bender on Futurama. <laughs> well, you know Bender who is paying confirmed. Well, <laughs> new theory. And, and I made a point of pulling this out, the, tri- the trivia fact here. The uh, the voice actress for the stranger is Lauren Cohan, who does. And Lauren, I love you so much. Dead. My wife knows I love you, Lauren. <laughs> She's accepted it. <laughs> um, I don't. I know apparently it's apparently on some sort of list in, in the in the Beeman household. <laughs> it, it, it's a snowball's chance in hell she'll actually hear this, but I did want it to be known. That this is known. Um, and, of course, Lauren, we would beyond love to have you on here one day, but somebody, somebody stop me here. Someone stop you. Okay, so let's move into the debates from chat, right? <laughs> First one and the one that's never going to get answered right now because we just – it's there is no answer is who is the exo-stranger? Um, oh really? You wanted to do that right well, now? Well, let's you know, let's just you know, let's smack it right out of the park right from the beginning. So we have a couple options that we all came up with in chat that I have marked down here. Obviously, the first one, like we've kind of mentioned before, is Maya Sundaresh. Um, and we'll let me let me run through the options, and then we'll go back and kind of break out the different pieces. Yeah, go for it. Maya Sundaresh, uh, Chioma Essie. A war mine <laughs> shell, an exo from the alternative reality, which is actually a really fun one, and then an exo from the golden age. So, which ones we wanted? Which ones we I wanted thought to it was, first? Okay, okay, you did do the war mine shell. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, because Maya is the most popularly believed theory. Um, first of all, there is a lot of story behind Maya for her to just be. You know, just some character. Right. Um, before we even get a majority of these Vex cards, there's the fact that if you got the collector's edition, or was it the... Uh, yes. It was. Taking yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Taken King. Was it the collector's edition? Yeah. You got, you know, you got your fancy little ghost shell, but more importantly, you got Cage Journal. And in Cage Journal, he talks about how he became an exo memories that he has throughout the years even though he is Cade six so he has been wiped six times um but he also talks about this woman maya sunderesh that he had this fascination with and she looked at him as nothing more than a war machine um honestly she actually never even looked in his direction twice she didn't care for him whatsoever he thought about talking to her once and then just said, nah, just be quiet, which is very un-Nathan Fillion, by the way. Mm. Just 
just, oh, I'll, I'll be quiet. That's not Nathan Fillion or Cade or anything that Nathan Fillion's ever done ever, but young Cade, so we'll go ahead and go with it. Also, there's in their talk in there in the journal of she doesn't recognize me, like almost like she knew Cade before he was an exo. Well, this is true too. He, he had been posted there for months. Like I, I kind of took that as she didn't register that he was even there. She, he was just part of the equipment that was in the background to her. I was about to say she could have been doing a, uh, she could have been kind of racist there. You know, eh, all exos are the same. That's classist. You know? no, it's, it's not. No, that, no, that is racist. Because in Destiny, you have three races. I guess you have exos. You have no classist would be like, ah, eh, he's just a hunter. She didn't say, ah, eh, he's just a hunter. I would ever say that? She said, ah, eh, he's just an ex. <laughs> I say it all the time. We every know. time I see there's every any time I see there's more than one. Or even if I just see that there's one hunter in my raid team, I'm like, God damn it, we got another hunter. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, I do love the tether. It helps so much in the raid. But uh, for me, I don't think it's the fact that he's a hunter because, you know, at that, that's an early time. Like, this is post-collapse. Yeah, I just, I just know. misspoke. I wasn't trying to make a grand statement there. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Justin. <laughs> Too late, okay? This is going to happen. So, and Destiny, just so everybody has it clear, because it does irritate me when I see, like, Titan Master Race, <laughs> Hunter Master Race. They're not friggin' races, okay? They're classes. The races in Destiny are Exo, Human, and Awoken. The classes... No, there are no Tiger Men. And Destiny. Yet. Yet. Go back to Elder Yet. Scrolls. Get the hell Yet. out of here. No. 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 Don't do that. Um. Okay. <laughs> and then you have the classes, which are Titan, Hunter, and Warlock. Which, you know, all the classes have their own personalities or what have you. And then, of course, there In are no those that stand way. out from others. But, um... You know, yeah, once again, exo-human, awoken, races, titan, hunter, warlock, classes. And I think at this early point in the timeline, we don't exactly know the exact years for these timelines, of course, because Bungie. But we do know that at this point in time, exos are new. And they're kind of just looked at as war machines, um, which is where I was trying to go with that before you start talking about freaking tire people. Uh, <laughs> okay. Are we so, going to stay on Maya want... or are we going to... Yeah, are we ready to, to go full Ishtar? Or you want to touch okay, on the wait, other... Wait, which one's full one's Ishtar? Maya. I think that's Maya. Yeah. Can we, Maya, can we, knock, out the, can we knock out the low-hanging fruit before we go f- that far? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. go right ahead. Okay. Warmind Shell, um, the summary was basically Exos are war machines created by Warminds, possibly existing as mobile Warmind platforms to combat the Vex, which I believe Laura was the one who brought that point up, and that also is pointed out in Rasputin 4 when he calls her a little platform. 
and also I think the the comment about you're not one of mine. Um, I think that was the extent of that one without getting into the quote-unquote original you, story. You're not one of mine, although at one time you must have been. Right, right. Which there's a quote from uh, there's a quote from Ikora, actually, in one of the mission flavor texts that says, it's a shame that Rasputin got a hold of the machines, but still we've gained much today. Which... Um, or not today. God bless it. Now I got to look up the exact quote. Go on with your lives. <laughs> um, then there's a really, really fun theory, um, that involves multiverse. Um, no, yes, it's really simple. <laughs> it's, it's really quick and it doesn't actually require a whole lot. So this was, it, this Blue. was, <laughs> This is one of uh, Whisper's theories, and it was actually really, really kind of a cool idea. Uh, he said, or they said, there are multiple dimensions. There is a traveler in each of them and a dark entity, i.e. worms. A champion of the darkness arises, and the traveler creates cultures against it. The traveler doesn't fight. In our dimension, the traveler is doing the traveler thing. The worms are doing theirs. The hive are their champion. The crota screws up and lets in another champion of the darkness, the vex. The natural the natural order is thrown into a kimbo. The traveler is confused, and instead of fleeing, a fight is engaged, and the ghosts are created. And then that therefore trickles down into the guardians being created. So it was an it was an interesting take on the whole multiverse situation, and an explanation of the book of, in the books of sorrow when Crota creates the wo- the wound that allows the vex in. Um, I think Whisper went on to actually make the point that the stranger in this kind of idea would actually be from that other dimension in which that would explain why her explanation of the Vex as so evil. Because there was a couple, there's been a couple points made where it's like, you know, she's so obsessed with the Vex, but then Oryx happens and it's like Oryx is infinitely worse than the Vex. And so this kind of it kind of was a nod to explain why, in her mind, there is nothing worse than the Vex, because in because in this this theory, in her dimension, there it, the Vex are the Oryxes, if that makes sense. Well, it, it's described in Mystery: The Vault of Glass too, which I said we should have gotten mm-hmm. into earlier. Yep, that's the next. One. <laughs> it's the Exo from the Golden Age. Is the mysteries of Vault of Glass two, and then that else that card well, explains not being forged in light and the dismissal of the little light. It it actually the the, the Vault of Glass two mystery card. As far as Whisper's theory goes, this wouldn't be from the Golden Age. This would actually be from an alternate timeline, which is the headache and. The reason for drinking tonight. A golden age. Um, if you guys don't have it, I'll go ahead and I'll read no, it. I, I can read it real quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, Mystery of the Vault of Glass 2. Images flicker in and out repeatedly over its length. The results is a series of tableaus, moments of time captured by the ghost's struggle to see what's going on. The face of an exo staring impassively down at the ghost from very close. He appears to be confused, unsure what he is looking at. A landscape from a position a few feet off the ground, moving laterally to the point of view. The ghost appears to be clipped to the Exo's belt. The image is of a battlefield, and over two dozen Exo-soldiers can be seen marshalling for battle. A chaotic scene of Vex and Exos fighting a titanic battle. 
The backdrop is a pitted and scarred landscape, a planet unidentifiable from present context. Vex energy bolts hang in midair as the frames click by, teeming masses of constructs surging towards the entrenched line of exo-soldiers. A metallic leg and boot belonging to a Vex goblin. The exo goes down. The the horizon of this battle-scarred world, the ghost kicked free of the exo's body. Most details are obscured by dark and shadow, but one detail is easily made out. A massive crashed spacecraft. The last image, a sigil of Golden Age Earth, emblazoned on the side of the ship's prow. So, I mean, obviously it's not Earth. um, But the ship is from the Golden Age of Earth, which would explain why the Exos don't, or why the Exo didn't recognize the ghost. Because we know the ghosts didn't exist until after the collapse. So. What happened? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, but what I was going to say about it is that um, there's two ways you can look at this card right here. You can look at it as, as in, in the same timeline, and as Blue said, it's in the Golden Age, um, or toward the end of the Golden Age, I guess it would say mm-hmm. you could say, because when you read the um, the Dark Age, not exactly the name of the card, but I'm going to roll with that anyway, it, it states that the Exos came out about the same time that the Ghosts did, and they came out covered in moss, like, you know, they're war machines that were awoken, presumably by Rasputin as far as I've gotten from everything. But then you got Whisper's timeline, which blew my mind, which is, this isn't our Golden Age timeline. This isn't our Dark timeline. This is a separate timeline where these Exos (laughs) were doing battle with the Vex. The Vex were the champions, like the Hivar in our current timeline, that the Vex are the champions for this one that is described in this card. Which, if you go with the the multiverse theory <laughs> and all that, then yes, it's very possible that this is a different timeline where the Exos were doing battle with the Vex. The Vex were the Hive champion, or the not the Hive champions, but the Darkness champions that came and tried to wipe out the Earth. And that would be her reason for hating them so much. Um, just for TLDR, because I think we discussed that for hours on chat. Um, anybody want to add to that? Um, well, and, you know, Unisys in chat points out that it could also explain why she was looking for Vex on the moon and why she was confused why the Vex were not there, but the Hive were. Because if she's from an alternative reality where the Vex are the champions, then they would be on the moon, and the Hive wouldn't, right? And so another thing to remember is uh, this is a vault of glass fragment, right? So this could also be a simulated reality, right? Correct. Because something that hasn't come to pass at all. Quit trying to hurt my head. That's the same thing as a multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) Because what does the what does the Templar do in the vault of glass? Or rather, the oracles. They're, the, the oracles they're constantly decide if trying, you're real. Well, the oracles are trying to write the future as the Vex would like to see it. The Templar writes that into existence. Right. So right. 
this could be a glimpse of a reality that the Vex would prefer, not necessarily something that strictly happened per se. I'm not trying to be contrary. I'm just no, saying. no, no, no. But going off that, that also goes into um, Maya's theory about the 227 forks and why they were obligated to rescue them from the Vex network. Because remember, I think it was Shim, or yeah, I think it was Shim who was like, "Well, we don't owe them anything." They're well, just simulations. Dwayne or Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne um, was like, "Well, we don't owe them. They're they're not real." And then they're like, "Well, but." They could be. We could be the simulation, right? The whole Matrix. Played paradox. the odds. Yeah, and his response is, I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Shim says, uh, can they? Can he simulate a reality in which you shut up? <laughs> Dude, I love Shim. Best quote ever. Dude, Shim. Him and, and him I mean, he gets bleeped Aww. out. He, he's the only one who gets bleeped out through the entire grimoire. <laughs> I love it. Like the, so, they just say expletive anytime he just talks. He's had enough. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like you know, I think one of the popular theories during Vanilla Destiny was maybe you are Doctor Shim reincarnated, and that's why it says hello, Doctor Shim. But I mean, mm-hmm. you're, there's no way your guardian can be Doctor Shim because. Well, no. yeah, because especially if those Awoken players, it wouldn't work. Yeah, well, unless you're one of the forks and... Oh, well, God. well, yeah. So, okay, so back to Maya. To before, <laughs> before Justin, like, burns things I'm down. To lose it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're so, supposed oh, to go just, Vex 1 through 5 yet. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay, um... To, to kind of clean up the theories, the XO from an alternate reality and also XO from the Golden Age, it could be Maya and be one of those as well, or right. be both of those. Maya's. So, you know, just a, a fork of Maya found an XO frame, and, you know, the rest is history. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on. Do we want to talk about this equipment before we move on to the full Ishtar? Um, we can. Uh, I know that Willie had the infinite lines <clears throat> equipment that he, he definitely wanted to talk about, or, but I didn't know if that Actually, I wanted to hear real quick. Yeah, uh, real quick, I wanted to hear what uh, Mike's theory on uh, the Exo Stranger, the identity of the Exo Stranger was. You know, it's it's difficult to pinpoint one or the other because, like you said earlier, we don't have enough information to say so. But um, I can't remember. Was it Justin or Will said that, uh, you know, there's a lot of information about Maya in the lore. And so it just seems appropriate that she, you know, in our timeline has that role. So it, it, it seems to me that the most logical theory as of the information that we have right now is that she's either an exo that was placed into a, well, Maya's consciousness that was placed into an EXO or some other reality version of Maya that's come into our timeline. Score. Mike agrees with me. Game <laughs> over. I win. Mic drop. Go. That just and happened. Just to reiterate, yeah, just to reiterate to everyone in chat or anyone who's listening, this is a theory. None of this is confirmed. Very little. I could make you a book of what's confirmed in this story, and it would be very short. 
It could probably. I was about to say, are you talking about a book or are you talking about a comic strip? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, we all know how talented you are with art, Justin, mm-hmm. and we yeah, all know no, there's so be. very little that's actually confirmed in the lore, other than Payne, of course. Payne is confirmed to be everywhere. Um, um, so God, I can't wait to get into that. To the future war cult items. Willie, I know you... Oh, did you want me to do the infinite griefs or the infinite... Yeah, do all the infinite uh, The infinite lines. Okay. Um, Let me see if they'll let me use this as a link. Oh, hey, it's letting me do it this time. Okay. So um, there are, for each class, there are infinite lines gear. But, you know, like the gloves slash... um, What's the Titan word for gloves? Greaves. All all of these things, you know, they all have the same flavor text for that specific body parts armor. And starting with the gloves, greaves, whatever the hell the warlocks or the hunters grasps. wear. Grasps. I saw three queens. No. Two. No. Just one. Record 351. Chasm. 6915. Um, and then you go into the the class item, which could be your bond, your mark, your uh, your cloak. It says, pulled subject from the device he appeared frozen. No vitals, but the vo- body hasn't rotted either. Record 340, chasm null. Um, you have the chest piece, which could be your plate. I think one of them blatantly says chest piece, but moving on. I saw myself slaying the darkness. That's what I saw. I seen it. Record 344, Chasm 6872. Yes, I threw that last one in there because America. Um, <laughs> you have the helmet. Once again, it could be your mask. Could be the helm. Can't remember what the warlocks wear, but I saw darkness. No light, no earth, no air. Only darkness. I I can't breathe. Record three forty two chasm. Um and then of course last certainly not least are the leg pieces. For each of the classes. Once again, all the legs say the same thing, no matter what class you wear. But here we go. Every time I look, the darkness just grows larger. Record 345, Chasm 6736. So, and, and we did make the recognition in chat, I believe, uh, when we read the, we did read the Exo Stranger 2 earlier. Notice that this is all a record. Um, Chasm seems to be more toward a vision, while there's bridge, which is actual jumping through time, space, alternate realities, America. Um... So that, that that's something to take into consideration for later is that this person who did these records loved keeping records like somebody else we knew. 
Um, did anybody want, else want to do the pendulum, or did you want me to handle that as well? You can handle Why don't that you one. close it up? I have, I have right. one more fun one that I found. And I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to butcher it horribly. Zaz's pendulum. No, I think you nailed it. I'm going to concur on that one. First test of the mechanism codename Yazaz's Pendulum was not ideal. Record 360, Chasm 2334. Which, I mean, I know I'm not the only one in the chat. I think that Blue's confused with the fact that I pulled up the 3D image from uh, Bungie.net. And it looks different when you actually look at the 3D image in-game or on Bungie.net. Then it does it looks like on a the sextant. picture for the artifact. Stop it. it, it we don't talk like that here. <laughs> the picture that means what you think. I, know, I, I, I don't think this word means what you think it means. All right. Since we're on the show, I'll get serious. I'm sorry. I can't help it. No, no, no. no. But I mean, um, so like the image that Ishtar has... It looks like a sailor sextant. That's what it looks like. I mean, which is basically a tool that sailors use to navigate on sea. Um, I don't know what the. But it is on a chain. It is on a chain. Um, It has all those spikes around it. Um, And I actually do remember blue before the show. We were talking about. There's another thing that kind of look. It it looks like this thing in Mm -hmm. the 3D form. Um, and I can't find it either because I've been searching for it the whole show and I can't find the damn thing for whatever. Uh, but there's another thing that does look a lot like the pendulum. The difference is the pendulum here is actually on a chain that you can't see unless you're looking at the 3D version, which would describe why they call it a pendulum. But, um, it seems to me personally... And I, I think there was a few others that agreed in the chat that it could very well possibly be the device that is used toward the end of the Ishtar Collective cards and um, early future war cult. Like, uh, you know, when people were going crazy, they just outright couldn't handle it. It, it says outright there that did not have the best results. You know, the 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 first tests were not ideal. Which, I mean, when you're trying to test something, I don't think the people that are testing it for you going back crap crazy are exactly the ideal result that you wanted from trying to see into the future. Which, once again, goes back into the... Uh, that was an Exo Stranger too. What card was that where they were testing the device again, but one of them was an artist that could very well possibly be the Stranger. I want to say that was like the Future War Cult um, Ghost Fragment. I'm I'm going to correct myself. It's not a sextant. It's an Astrolab. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you, Justin, for pointing that out. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you, Blue, because those sounded so similar. That well, they they they're kind of similar. They they measure different things, but they're it's it's the similar concept. Astrolab is obviously more complex than the sextant because sextants for sailing an ocean, astrolabs for <laughs> navigating 
uh, observing the space above us in a three-dimensional capacity, whereas the sextant's more of a two-dimensional measurement. Yeah, it's a sextant's elevation above sea level. Right, of, yeah. Or it, at an angle towards, I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> We're not sailors. <laughs> Continue. Continue. Oh, Blue, did you find your yes, thing that you were I looking found it. for? It's a mini You do rate. it. Oh, my gosh. This thing is like, so Unis, I give credit to this thing for, uh, to Unisys. He showed me this, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back and play a warlock just to get this artifact. Um, it's the uh, Sisyphus uh, Project. Sisyphus Project. Um, and the, it honestly doesn't have a lot to do with it, but it does in the sense that it's it's related to Clovis. <clears throat> and it says, Clovis refuses to back down. Meanwhile, the others have taken to calling it the Sisyphus Project. And it's laboratory notes found at a Clovis Bray facility. Um, there is a theory that this was a attachment to the device that they were using to... Um, navigate and monitor the Vex network. Um, and I call it the minion ring because if you look at it, it looks like someone made a ring out of a minion from Despicable Me. But the with interesting, spikes all over its head. With, with spikes all over its head, yeah. But the interesting thing is uh, the obvious <clears throat> tie-in to mythology. Sisyphus was a king of Corinth um, who is famously recognized for being punished for his self-aggrandizing craftiness and deceitfulness by being forced to roll an immense boulder up a hill in Hades only to at the peak of getting it to the top and that was his task was to if he he was told that if he could get the boulder to the top he would be released from Hades and be able to go to the Ephesian fields um, but every time he nearly gets it to the pinnacle of the 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 hill that he's trying he goes and he loses the ability to interact with solid objects and it rolls back down and he has to go back down to the bottom of the hill and he's he's basically cursed to repeat this action for all eternity and um so it, it was a it's an interesting thing because the flavor text also kind of points to clovis as being sisyphus in that fact that he refuses to back down and it sounds like the project that it was on was an. It's it's basically described as an impossible project. Someone who's doing something of a Sisyphus project would be an impossible project to complete. But that was that was the interesting thing that Unisys and I were talking about near near the end of the Focus Fire chat was was that the minion ring as we as I have called it. So, that's the equipment. And moving on from that. Um, Unisys, Unisys actually did make a point really quick in chat. <clears throat> he uh, he made a point that there's an idea that the bridges, so in the records, the bridges are indications of Maya, whereas the chasms are or chi- uh, chasms are Mayas, and bridges is the stranger. Yeah, so if you um, really want to hurt Willie's head, good to know. Yeah, thanks for that. Now, <laughs> speaking of hurting makes, heads, I, I, I believe sense. in. I believe the next thing. No, oh, blue. That's God. not the next thing. <laughs> the the next thing on the agenda is drum roll, please. Uh, the pain theory <laughs> of the week. 
<laughs> and and we have lost connection to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it actually. Oh, well, don't try to erase my thing. It's too late. I already uh, seen it. I already <laughs> seen it. Okay, Go I won't ahead. take too long. I I won't take too long with my pain theory this week because um, I mean, there's not a lot tying her to the stra- tying him to the stranger. Obviously, pain would be a him, while the stranger is a her. But we have that cutscene on Venus. We have no idea who she's talking to. So we go back to the story before Destiny actually became into fruition, where the stranger was actually one of Osiris's companions. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, I think the original story was well. The supposed original story was she was the was an assistant. Of one Cyrus. of yeah, one of his assist exactly. So let's go ahead and theorize. And of course, this is a pain theory. So we're talking full spin metal jacket here. It's going to get painful. Uh, get painful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about painful, but delightful would be a good word. Um, so let's go ahead, because we all know that Bungie loves to add things from the story before the actual story into the current game. Like the Dreadnought was originally supposed to be um, somewhat of a prison for an EXO version of Rasputin. And uh, one of our quests up there was to get him out of the Dreadnought, his, his EXO form. So going based upon that, we have the stranger. She's telling a ship, at least one person on a ship, which, I mean, if you're running a spaceship, you got to assume there's at least multiple people running it. She's telling them to kill the engines. She'll be right there. Too late. She's making the jump. On the other side of that com, Osiris, Saint-14, and the legend, <laughs> the god, our savior, paying himself so the exo stranger is talking wow. to paying <laughs> confirmed um wow and that that is the paying theory <laughs> for the week <coughs> and mike's, mike's, well, mike's can we just get, can we get it out of the way <laughs> i think i just make mike uh will paying be involved in with lord saladin next week <laughs> You know he is. He's he's an Iron Lord, okay. Justin. Justin, Payton is an Iron Lord. I can't give specifics right now, but he's there, okay? Because you, you're just trying to figure out how to make work it in there. Um. I've already got an idea that I'm shifting around, honestly, but that's for next week. So um, there is your Payton Theory of the Week out of the way. Cult of Payton, I freaking love you. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, I think so, we have the, the stranger <laughs> and Justin, Rasputin. Justin, bring us sanity, please. The stranger <laughs> and Rasputin. So, um, other than the card where Rasputin's obviously speaking to the stranger, there's a couple of Easter eggs in the uh, TTK. Uh, were they TTK missions in Rasputin's bunker? I think they were. Um, I want to say it's a uh, strike, Saber 2. Yeah, yeah, a Saber strike. And then uh, it might have been one of those other missions. We also went down there for something. We've there been were, down there, there so were, many times, there it's there hard to remember. A couple of 
Um, but four sets of eyes, um, the same eyes, have over hundreds of years activated all these terminals and actually brought Rasputin online. Um, and there's speculation this might have been her. Um, not much else to, you know, to to prove it. It's just an interesting, an interesting idea. Um, I say it, it was Cade. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's no wrong answer to this one. There there really just isn't. The only wrong answer is well, that it was paying. Um, I mean, the, <laughs> dude, <laughs> Payne woke. There you go. Payne woke up. Rasputin confirmed right there. Thanks, Justin. I've seen you sing falsetto. I've seen you do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's um, also the question of who is she speaking to on the other end. Like like Willie was saying, Osiris, Satan, Payne. Everyone has their favorite ideas. Um, it's paying the future. Yeah, the future war cult, inner circle, us, us in the future. That's a fun one. Um, a war mind. Um, you just you never know. And then there's the, the nine. I, I know I saw the nine thrown in there at some point. And yeah, it was the like, nine. Oh God. The nine are thrown into everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they are. I mean, they're bungee's pain. Um, you know what that is actually a really good point well and then touche sir yeah no go for it so now now are we done with playtime um no we're never done with playtime buddy this is the best time so let's talk about the ishtar collective let's talk about yeah you want to do that? Can I start off yeah. with a yeah. connection to Sisyphus? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get Sisyphus. Out of the way. Sisyphus? No, Sisyphus. Um, so in Ghost Fragment, and this is Unisys pointed this out. Thank you, Unisys, in the chat. Um, Ghost Fragment, Future War Cult. If you look at record 343, Chasm 7890. Um, it actually speaks, let me find it. We, ha- it says we have applied certain refinements to the device. Novero found records of a pro Novero. Uh, that's a timeline assign analyst, um, uh, found records of a prototype of the device at a golden age laboratory in Tibet and Hari's team re- retrieved what was left of it. We are the first to see it operational and who knows how long, um, that, that, uh, prototype, there is thought that that was the Sisyphus project, which is the minion ring, which is led into the creation of the SXISR, which is what the device that Ishtar is using to navigate and monitor the network <clears throat> is. So that was that was the connection to Sisyphus project, the artifact. Continue. Are we going to uh, actually read the Vex Ghost Fragments to give everyone a full understanding of yes. how we... Yeah, let's let's not... Mike, you have you have time to go through those? Yeah, there's five total. Um, and Mike, if you would do us the honors of the first one. Pull it up here. Uh, 
shim is paying confirmed. <laughs> Justin's gonna fall, dude. That would be so amazing. That would be so amazing. You protect me, and I do nothing. You're a singer, so sing. Shut your expletive mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That would be great. Alright, so we have Ghost Fragment Vex from the records of the Ashtar Collective. This is Chioma Essie. Uh, this is a conversation between Maya Sindres and Chioma Essie. Uh, Essie's the first to speak. Maya, I need your help. I don't know how to fix this. Second is Maya. What is it, Chioma? Sit. Tell me. This is Essie. I figured out what happens inside the specimen. Sundaresh. 12, the operational VEX platform. That's incredible. You must know what this means. Uh, so it's not so good, or you'd be on my side of the desk. And it's not urgent, or you've already evacuated the site, which means... Essie, I have a working interface with the specimen's internal environment. I can see what it's thinking. Sundaresh. In metaphorical terms, of course, the cognitive architectures are so Essie. No, I don't need a, I uh, don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> I don't need any kind of uh, epistemology bridge. Sundaresh. Are you good enough for government work. <laughs> uh, are you telling me it's human? A human Merkwelt? A human qualia? Essie, I'm telling you it's full of humans. It's thinking about us. Sundaresh. About? Oh, no. Essie, it's simulating us vividly, elaborately. It's running a spectacular high-fidelity model of a collective research team studying a captive vex entity. Sundaresh, how deep does it go? Essie, right now the simulated Maya Sundaresh is meeting with the simulated Chioma Essie to discuss an unexpected problem. Indistinct sounds. Sundaresh, there's no divergence? That's impossible. It doesn't have enough information. Essie, it inferred. It works from what it sees and infers the rest. I know it feels unlikely, but it obviously has capabilities we don't. It may have breached our shared virtual workplace. The neural links could have given it data. Sundaresh, the simulations have inferiority subjectivity? Essie, I can't know until I look more closely, but they act like us. Sundaresh, we're inside it. But any reasonable philosophical standard, we are inside that vex. Essie, unless you take a particularly ruthless approach to that problem of casual forks, yes, they are us. Sundaresh, call a team meeting. Essie, the other you has two. (laughs) Which, you know, TLDR, hey, this thing is simulating us, we have a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, all these cards, when you read them together, are so amazing. Um, did you want to put any thoughts on that, Mike? Specifically? There's not too much to it that's out of the ordinary. The Vex, we already know, simulate, um, simulate human timelines, basically. So there's theories that our timeline could be just a Vex simulation. But um, not too much that I can draw attention to there, I think. Not a huge thing, just everything you've done in-game, which, you know, if you're like me and you're a day-one player and you have over 1,200 hours, that, that whole 1,200 hours is a lie because <laughs> of the back simulation. You're in the Matrix. No, but, but that's the thing that this card sets up, though, that it's not a lie just because it's a simulation. Right. Reality is just a program executing laws. I, I don't know where that quote comes from, from one of these cards. Um but yeah, if it if it has interiority, if if it has subjectivity, it's real. For all well, it's, intents and purposes, it's, the argument, it's real. Yeah, it's the argument of the ghost in the machine. 
Did anybody have X2, or did you yeah, want me to grab I got it? it? Yeah, no, I've got it. Okay, go, go for it. it. You want me to? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Ghost Fragment Vex 2 from the records of Ishtar Collective. Sunderush. So, that's the situation as we know it. Essie, to the best of my understanding. Shim. Well, I'll be a profane profanity. This is extremely <laughs> profane. That thing has us over a barrel. Sunderush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the God, I love shit. <laughs> Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne McKnight, I don't understand. So it's simulating us. It made virtual copies of us. How does that give it power? Essie, it controls the simulation. It can hurt our simulated selves. We wouldn't feel that pain, but rationally speaking, we have to treat an identical copy's agony as identical to our own. Sunderesh, it's God in there. It can simulate our torment forever. If we don't let it go, it'll put us through hell. Dwayne McKnight. We have no causal connection to the mind state of those sims. They aren't us, just copies. We have no obligation to them. Essie, you can't seriously... Your own self. (laughs) Jim, profane, idiot. Think. Think. If it can run one simulation, maybe it can run more than one. And there will only ever be one reality. Play the odds. Dwayne McKnight. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jim. Odds are that we aren't our own originals. Odds are that we exist in one of the Vex simulations right now. <laughs> Essie. I didn't think of that. Sunderesh. Indistinct percussive sound. Which would be, in my mind, Pins's head desk. Oh, I just I, I also picture Shim as being the person going, It's so simple. This no mm-hmm. the the genius part of the writing in this card is I came to the realization, well just maybe because me because I'm dense, but I came to the same realization that Dwayne McNighta came to at the same time when I first read this card. It was like so big deal. They're they're making copies. That's what computers do. They make copies of stuff, right? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Wait. That ain't good. That's not good for anybody. All right. You got Vex 3? Yeah. Yeah, Vex 3. Sundaresh, I have a plan. Essie, if you have a plan, then so does your sim. The Vex knows about it. Dwayne McNida, does it matter? If we're in Vex hell right now, there's nothing we can shim. Stop talking about real and unreal. All realities are programs executing laws. Subjectivity is all that matters. Sundaresh, we have to act as if we're in the real universe, not one simulated by the specimen. Otherwise, we might as well give up. Essie, your sim self is saying the same thing. Sundaresh, Chioma, lover, please hush, it doesn't help. Dwayne McNida, maybe the simulations are just billboards. Maybe they don't have interiority. It's bluffing. Shim, I wish someone would simulate you shutting up. Sundaresh. If we're Sims, we exist in the pocket of the universe that the Vex specimen is able to simulate with its onboard brain power. If we're real, we need to get outside that bubble. Essie, we call for help. Sundaresh. That's right. We bring in someone smarter than the specimen. Someone too big to simulate and predict. A war mind. Shim, in the real world, the war mind will be able to behave in ways that the Vex can't simulate. It's too smart. The war, the war mind may be able to get into the Vex and rescue us. Dwayne McNida, if we try, 
won't the Vex torture us for eternity or just erase us? Sundarish, it may simply erase us, but I feel that's preferable to the alternatives. Essie, I agree. Shim, once we try to make the call, the Vex may react. So let's all savor this last moment of stability. Sundarish, indistinct sounds. Shim, you two are adorable. Dwayne McKnight, I wish I'd taken that job at Clovis. <laughs> oh, and that's so, yeah, the thing in about Shim. Because it's, you know, it's too complex. Um, we do know the Vex have trouble simulating certain things. They had trouble simulating Arash or Oryx. Um, and apparently a war mine is a tall order for them, too. Well, and then there's the Osiris theory that they would have problems um, simulating guardians as well. But the, the great parent. part about that one is they never really address whether they were copies or originals. Yeah, My well, favorite part yeah. is is Shim here, you know. You can only imagine what those indistinct sounds are from Sundaresh. Oh, uh, we know. And, and, and Shim... <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you can only imagine, technically, but Shim, you two are adorable. Like, <laughs> it's so awesome, this, dude. I still love the line. This thing hasn't been over a barrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Profane profanity. <laughs> profane profanity. Like, oh. it just... You know what he said. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I say it a lot, but <laughs> we're not going to go there. You guys got so, Vex uh, 4. <clears throat> All right, I'll take Vex 4. Um, Ghost Fragment Vex 4. Maya, Chioma, Dwayne McDine, and Shim decide to have a picnic before they send themselves into infinity. Up here, they have to act by biomechanical proxy. No human being in the Ishtar Academy has ever crossed the safety cordon and walked the ancient stone under the citadel. <clears throat> the Vex construct that the Vex construct that stabs up out of the con- world to injure space and time. It's not safe. The cellular Vex elements are infectious, hallucinogenic, and anthogenic. Blah. The informational Vex elements are more dangerous yet, and there could be uh, semiotic hazards beyond them. Aggressive ideas. Vex who exist without a substrate. Even now, operating remote bodies by a neural link. The team's thoughts are relayed through the war mine who saved them. Sandboxed and scrubbed for hazards. Their real bodies are safe in the academy, protected by a distance and a neural firewall. But they walk together in proxy, press close, huddle and gnaw. Blue-green light, light the color of an ancient sea, washes over them. Each of their explorer bodies carries a slim computer. Inside, 227 of copies of their own minds wait, patient, paused for dispersal. I wonder where it came from, Dwayne says. Of course, He's the one to break the revenant silence. The Citadel. I wonder if it was here before the Traveler changed Venus. It could have been latent, Chioma suggests. She's the leader. 
she kept them together when it seemed like they faced actual eternal torture. She pulled them through. Seated in the crust, waiting for a period of geological quiescence. It could grow. Dr. Shim shrugs. I think the Traveler did something paracasual to Venus. Something that cut across space and time. The Citadel seems to come from the past of a different Venus than our own. It doesn't have to make sense by our logic any more than the moon's new gravity. Maya Sunderesh walks into the center of the group. She's been too quiet lately. What happened to them that wasn't her fault, and maybe she'll believe that soon? What could you do with it? She murmurs, staring up. If you understood it. Chioma puts an arm around her. That's what we're going to find out. Where the Citadel can send us. Whether we can come back. They're not us anymore. Maya looks down at herself. At the stash of herself forks. We're not going anywhere. We're sending them. They're diverging. They rescue themselves from inside the Vex mine. 227 copies of themselves. Untortured and undamaged. Those copies voted, all unanimously, to be dispatched into the Vex information network as explorers. When May and Chioma look at each other, they can tell that they're each wondering the same thing. How many of them will stay together? Wherever will they go? How many Fork Mayas and Fork Chiomas will fall out of love? How many will end up bereft? Grieving. How many will be happy, like them? Chioma tries to give a little smile. Maya smiles back, haltingly. And then, sighing, unable to stop herself, grins a big stupid grin. And everything is okay grin. Shim makes a loud obnoxious aww at them. Dwayne is still thinking about pair casualty and doesn't notice. They climb. When they find the Vex aperture they plan to use, they overlay the luminous stone and ancient brassy machines with images of sun and sand. They set up the transmitters and interfaces that will translate the 227 simulations of the four of them into the Vex language, into the tangled pathways of the Vex network. To see what's there. And maybe come home. In the metaphor they've chosen, setting up the equipment is like laying out a picnic. In the metaphor they've chosen to look at themselves, not hardened explored proxies. Like people. You think, Dwayne begins halting, that you could use this place to change things? If you regretted something... Could you find a way through the Citadel? Go back and change it? I wish I could go back and change you into someone else. Shim grouses. Chioma's <laughs> <laughs> shaking her head. She knows physics. Time is self-consistent, she says. I think it's like the story of the merchant and the alchemist. You could go back and watch something or be part of something. But if you did, then that was the way it always happened. Maybe you could bring something back to now. Something needed. 
Maya runs a hand across the surface of the Vex aperture, feeling with sensors 10,000 times as precise as the human hand. These proxy bodies are limited. They crash and need resetting over a few hours. Exos, hello. Anyway, um, they struggle with latency. They can't hold much long-term memory, but they'll get better. Or go forward and learn something vital. If you know how to control it, how to navigate across space and time. So it's just a way to make everything more complicated, Dwayne sighs. It doesn't fix anything. Nothing ever does. I should have taken that job at... You would have hated Clovis, Shim says. We both know you're happier here. Dwayne stands stunned by this courtesy, and they both pretend to ignore each other. The four of them set up interface. Their stored copies wake up and prepare for the journey. So that they work, they find themselves surrounded by the mental phantomisms of themselves. 227 Mayas and Chiomas knocking helmets and smiling. 227 Dr. Shims making cynical bets with each other about how long they'll last. And 227 Dwaynes blowing goodbye kisses to the sweet golden sun. 227 of them shaking hands, smiling, making ready to explore. And that's the the main card for me personally that makes me feel like it's Maya. That's a stranger. Um, Other than the fact that you look at, you know, you have Cade's journal, which gives you some a very brief backstory on her, but some backstory on her. And then you have all these Vex cards. They kind of seem to focus around Maya, even though they do make Chiomi seem like the leader of the group in that one, Vex 4. So she could definitely be either one or neither or, you know. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is still, I'm, I'm going to stick with Maya. Just with the, all the backstory that we have on her, and you know all the all the good stuff that we have, especially when we go into Vex Five. Who wants to take that one? Yeah, I'll take it. Um, a, a word that also that I would use to describe Maya is a uh, um, resolute. Resolute. Mm-hmm. She's very resolute throughout that whole little encounter, and that's one of the descriptive words. About the stranger, like the, they seem to have the same personality to me almost. But maybe that's just me projecting that on. Um, well, I think this next card that you're going to read, Justin, that better describes when she gets hardened, so to speak, yeah. when she becomes resolute. Um, so this is Ghost Fragment Vex Five, Record Zero, Chasm Zero. So all this talk of records and chasms and 18.2 and 240 and all this is the beginning of that this is the absolute first record um recorded um my love i've opened this log as an apology as a scientist i believe in record keeping i believe in protocols peer review and ethical conduct i believe in the importance of disbelief you know let's run that one more time What I'm doing here in Lhasa isn't science. It's unethical, secret, and shameful. 
And after what happened in Ishtar, there's Chioma. I know you'd be furious with me for getting involved. Forty years isn't enough to forget a day like that. But I believe it's important. The least I can do is keep a few notes for you. Record zero, chasm one. So this is presumably the first time looking into the device. Trial one, subject one. It was an act of stupid loneliness. I used the device on myself because I... Silence. Zero, colon, zero, eight. I missed you. We hadn't been apart for more than a year since we met. I'm not a very good wife, am I? You write me every week, even with all Hyperion's work and all Hyperion's distance keeping you from me, and I act like it's not enough. We built the device and mimicry of the Vex gateway systems for Mishtar, an observatory. Yes, but I think of it as a mind ship, capable of displacing its payload across space and time. The lab is cold and isolated. We are quarantined from the world, physically and mentally. We can't send messages out. If we breach the Vex manifolds, even our words might transmit contagion. One night last month I missed you, and so I... I thought I could look inside the device and find one of the other Shiomas. I thought I could call out to one of the forks we sent out to explore. I just wanted to send my love. Record zero, chasm two. Zacharik Gilmanovich Bekterev. May he rest in peace. When our probes continued to fail, when my report remained our only positive finding, he volunteered to use the device. One minute of subjective experience inside. We took precautions. They worked. Bekterev's experience left no physical damage. After we extracted him, he said that he felt determined. I asked him what he meant, and he said that he meant it, that he had been determined. He could feel all his choices set out before him, like a railroad. Deviation was impossible. He died by suicide. I wondered if he was trying to make a point. Record Zero Chasm 3. We decided not to abort. It's insane, isn't it? There are pressures on us I can't tell you about until I see you again. The purpose of the system is intelligence. You see, it's stenciled right on the hull. S-X-I-S-R, special asset. We would very much like to make it work reliably. Our supervisory war mind has devised a drug it says will protect and prepare us. I'm beginning to wonder if we were wrong about the merchant and the alchemist, or if that explanation of time was incomplete. Record zero, chasm nine. Kain Lapka. He meditated before he went in. Nothing but deja vu and three seconds of screams. The screaming passed and he remembers nothing. The deja vu hasn't. He says it's getting better. He feels that we've had this conversation only ten times before, not a thousand. I've suggested that we attempt mind forking. We need more sane people to work with. Please forgive me, my love. We're all growing superstitious. The behavior of the device is inconsistent, impossible to replicate. We turned a ritual behavior to appease it. Record zero, chasm 31. Rajesh. When he reached a displacement of eight, he told us he was dead. I believed him. He was dead. He spoke to us. It was true. Whatever he saw, it was his own future. He's fine afterwards. When I look into his eyes, I wonder what came back wearing his skin. But that thought is unscientific. We speak of nothing but the device. We talk of it like a demigod. 
When I get out of here, I know the whole world will look like a fraying veil. I think it's clear that part of the problem is substrate. We need more than flesh and drug to survive this. Record zero, chasm 52. I heard you, my love. I was at six, oscillating on the event axis, coordinated with a, mo- with a known manifold. I heard you. You were talking to me. Not me, but another me. Another Maya Sundaresh. You said, my love, so many strange things have happened. And it's been so long. We've come so far. Do you ever want to go home? And I said, not me, but the other me. I said, my love, I am always home. I am resigning, my love. I'm done with this work. And I'm done being apart from you. I'll see you again soon. I can't take this journal out with me, so I've left it for the others and asked them to continue the log. Maybe it'll become a tradition, the gospel of our little cult. Dun, dun, dun. That was a long one. Whew. It is a long one, but it's a good one, too. Oh, like it's great. That, it's great. That's the one that ties Maya into the future war cult right there. Um, you know, our little cult. Those last words speak volumes. And we all know that, uh, well, those of us that have done the Paradox mission when it was the daily and went ahead and got all the ghosts know that the ghost, while Lakshmi doesn't remember stamping it, she knows that she must have stamped it because it has the future war cult stamp on it. Um, which, once again, time travel, alternate timelines. Um, I just saw something on my phone that made me go, ah, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> One thing that's <laughs> worth noting, um, when you look at the future war cult stuff, when they talk about their machine or all of Lakshmi's quotes, they have a lot of mentions of her in it, and which obviously we think it's talking about the stranger. They, they peered into this thing 52 times and never saw her, which almost leads me to believe she didn't exist yet because she is Maya. That's, that's a real big leap, but. Well, I mean, that's, I, I want to say that's been the most popular theory in the chat is that the stranger is Maya. And once again, we break it down to, she's mentioned a lot. I mean, especially after you read all these Vex cards and Cage Journal, she's mentioned a lot in the lore. And I mean, it's a perfect setup for Bungie to set up the perfect love story. The lesbian wife that lost her wife. So... She ends up looking at Cade eventually, hopefully, who has been obsessed with her since before she knew he even really existed as a actual conscious being, you know. Because um, when you go into Cade's journal, she obviously looks at him as just just another war machine that's there to protect her. And as you go through these cards. These are 227 forks of each of the scientists into the Vexa network, or as Blue likes to say, at least. 
Mm-hmm. 227 of the forts. Well, because a lot of people are like, well, why is it 227? And the the emphasis is in the earlier Vex cards, <clears throat> the 227 were the undamaged forks. So yeah, it, they were it the implies ones- pretty heavily that there were more, but they were being pretty heavily tortured and um, damaged. I, uh, I've done a lot of math with 227. Uh, it is not divisible was, by nine. Uh, no, blue, blue. I got it down. I got it down to nine. I know. I'm. I'm not surprised. But no. Uh, just for a little. Uh, for a little uh, background, Mike. When we first started this, our first uh, topic was the stranger, and I no, latched first on topic this. was Osiris. Oh well. Well, no. No, first, first topic was focus, stranger. It was the stranger. Was it? Yeah, yeah. That was people. We some got people you. had to take rain checks, and so I was all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went nuts with that 227, the 227 forks. I went nuts. And my big theory at the time was that she was tied in with the nine. So I was trying to get 227 to some way do some math and come out to be nine. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I couldn't do it. I did it for a whole week. And it gave. <laughs> Jesus. It gave a really nice dragon theory, was yielded, but um, <laughs> I never got the number nine out of 227. I finally did yesterday. Get this. Okay. <laughs> the square root of 227 times the square root of three. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like multiplied. <laughs> I feel like I can start playing the Mythbusters tune. Oh, God. <laughs> Multiplied by four, multiplied by four <laughs> equals 79.313456 or whatever. And then uh, the square root of that is, and you're just going to have to give this one to me, Blue. It's 8.90578463. Can we just say, did I mission accomplish? <laughs> that, one, that one might be stretching just That's a some bit. straight up. Mom, maybe mom a bit, math. just a little, a little bit. Um, I did want to make a point. There's a couple mentions of the merchant and alchemist in these cards, and as best I can tell, um, I think it's a nod to the, the. There's a short story written by I think it's Ted Chang. It was published in 2007, and I actually want to go and find this and dig this up. I just found this, and I have I have honestly not read it, so I don't I don't know if this is a direct connection here. But it is titled The Merchant and the Alchemist Gate. And it's actually a short story that deals with time travel and the, um, the attempted uh, dodging of one's fate. So it sounds like it's somewhat connected. And I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't read the short story particularly. I have it written down, and I'm going to go dredge it up and find it because it sounds really fun. But... Um, They've mentioned it, I think they mentioned it twice. And then the other thing is the SXISR. Um, There's a couple thoughts on that one. Uh, The acronym, a lot of people think the acronym ISR as a standalone uh, refers to intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. But the full acronym SXISR 
uh, is obviously referring to a specific project or a group of projects, most of them probably clandestine in nature. There are two separate grimoire cards in which the ISR acronym is utilized, VEX-5, which is the one we just read, and then it is also in Ghost Fragment Darkness, it's in part of the Skyshock alert. There is a quote that says multiple distributed ISR assets report a transient near extrasolar event. So those are the two tad or two tidbits that I found. I also found another artifact. It's specimen twelve. And it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. one. It's a warlock, I was looking at that one. Yeah, warlock artifact. It's a the flavor text is running hot with the effort of simulating not one group of scientists but 227 and it actually looks kind of like a a mine core that has been fragmented i guess would be the mm-hmm. best the best <laughs> word for that i don't really know what's going on in that picture but it, yeah so that's that's my last tidbits of randomness yeah. i think we did it we got through um i'm happy <laughs> Um, what do you want? Actually, okay, no, there wasn't the last tidbit. I do have one more. Um, no time to explain has four different uh, timeline analysis authors listed there. I don't know if most of us caught that, but two of those were actually referenced in the Ghost Fragment Future War Cult in the same record. And so yep. at least two of them are. I haven't found connections to Delia or. And Nakis, but Hari and Novaro were both in Ghost Fragments Future War Cult, which they were tied pretty close to the Ishtar Collective. So Hari Hari Anime. was actually the repo guy that got the Sisyphus project from Tibet. I just blanked on my notes there. So that's that's the last one. Yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind. That that answered my question as to who was speaking. I think it's pretty clear it's Lakshmi, uh, mm. summarizing her group's findings. Well, yeah, oh, and which yeah, card? Uh, oh, no, no time to no explain. Time to explain. Sorry. Sorry, should have. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, true. I can see true, that. yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, and then real quick, I just wanted to ask this of you, you guys, before we sign off. There's a rare cloak that came out with TTK called the Ishtar Dilemma, and. It, the flavor text reads, never did answer Cinderesh's question. Now, did we? What hmm. question? God bless it. Um, hang on. <laughs> I just, well, I was just, I was just there. Probably being one of the, I was just there. Uh, you know what? I completely overlooked that freaking card. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, That's you got uh, kudos, Justin. Yeah. Because I swear... Oh my gosh, I knew I knew I was <laughs> You can hear brain blues brain just well, frying. Right there was now. something that stuck out and I uh, it's gonna drive me up a <laughs> It's gonna drive me up a wall not knowing this. Hang on Shim was a hunter confirmed from that. I think it was. Oh no, that wasn't. That wasn't Maya's question. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say there was the question. Do you think that 
you could use this place to change things if you regretted something. Could you find find a way through the citadel, go back and change it? Which is the nod to the merchant and the alchemist. Never mind. That's that's where that kind of stuck out there. Maybe. Oh, I love this. By the way. It doesn't necessarily um, have to be answered. It was just more of a thought. Well, no, 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 but it would it would indicate that there was a question that was asked within the. Yeah, well, all I the mean, questions you, that I'm seeing are from Dwayne. Well, Dwayne, you know that guy says, "Oh man, I should have went and worked at Cro- Clovis Bray." Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have the taking assault on Venus. You know, when you search Ishtar on Ishtar-Collective.net. Hey, and Anzani, I'm detecting a. You know what? Never mind. I swear that frame is losing it. What? Oh, it's nothing. It keeps reporting an intermittent signal of the flagship signal band out near Saturn. It's all comms ghost. That's all. I've done a dozen scans, and there's nothing out there. And that was the Comtech Thedron Pell, which. Has nothing to do with uh, the Ishtar Collective, but rather than the actually the Awoken, not the Earthborn Awoken, of course, but the Reef Awoken. But I think the important part is there is that um, they want you to explore the Ishtar areas of Venus for that, um, and I mean, there's just there's. Plenty of other stuff we could get into if you guys want it. to. Found it. Go you for find it. it. Vex four. Uh, Maya Sundarush. Uh, what happened to them wasn't her fault. Maybe she'll believe that soon. What could you do with it? She murmurs, staring up. If you understood it. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's, probably, that's the question. Seems the most appropriate. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna quit throwing these out here, but uh, I did. I did just find out um, one of the uh, one of the future war cult texts. Which one was it that found the thing in Tibet? Mm-hmm. Um, Maya was actually working on the the Sixer project in Lhasa, which yes. is in Tibet. Right. Well, and that's the thought is that the Sisyphus project was the prototype that they used to help create the Sixer project that Ishtar had. So, which would I think make we're sense. Good. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think. Okay. Justin, stop bringing up points. I'm not. I'm. And, and I just found one more. No. 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 Denied. <laughs> we're at, we got to let Mike Denied? get out of here before he overdoses on coffee. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike, you should be drinking uh, other beverages. Oh, I don't know yet. That puts you to sleep, sir. Uh, I'm not asleep yet. So, being good hosts, let's let Mike do his shout-outs first. Tell all, tell the good people where they can find you, and uh, and uh, yeah. Sure. Um, I have articles coming up on planetdestiny.com about every other week, uh, sometimes up to three weeks. just kind of depends on how Ryan's feeling week to week. Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Mike, uh, Mike for PD, and uh, I love interacting with you guys on there. So if you have any uh, further lore questions or if you just want to uh, say hello, pop by. 
He also does I did see awesome... that you followed me, Mike. You are going to regret that, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike also do does an day. awesome uh, Destiny lore hashtag trend going that if you if you have anything that does like if then then this statements slave that up because some of those are really fun to follow up with. Yep, absolutely. All right, Blue, we'll let you go second because uh, you never get to yeah, I never, I never need to go before you guys. Now, uh, my, I have one shout out. Uh, we just recently got put onto the Destiny Community Hub app as a one of their podcasts. We are going to be, so we'll be available on that app going forward. And I just wanted to give a giant shout out to those guys. They are doing an awesome job with that app. And there's a few things that they're working on that they're going to be coming out that has nothing to do with Destiny, but um, you should definitely keep an eye on them. They've, they've done an amazing job with like basically collecting a lot of the news from across the community and putting it into one place for people and i know i know planet destiny's on there i know um bife is on there guardian radio's on there i'm sure there's other people that i'm not remembering and i apologize but that's it's if you want a one-stop shop for a pretty good collection of information about destiny that is a that is a good app so, Justin, go for it. Yeah, a uh, big shout out to DOD Chatterwhite crew. We we have our own war mind now, which is awesome. And uh, our brand new community manager, Operation Manback. He has taken over all admissions um, responsibilities. So thank you for him taking that from me so I can make uh, like eight banners a day. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I'd also like a big shout out to Lauren Cohan. Uh, I feel like we should be friends. So have your people get in touch with my people and maybe we can make that happen. Uh, and uh, the revitalized DOD podcast. Um, great stuff. Our own Blue here is a co-host with uh, Thorned and Ow. Kai, Tin Can Kai. And, uh, and that the- is over Thorned, by the way. And uh, the uh, illustrious Mr. KP. And then lastly, uh, to Mike for being an awesome guest. And thank you for, for coming in. You're, you're always welcome back, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And then Willie, take it Oh, away. I got to agree with uh, Mike being awesome tonight. Um, of course, with me being uh, one of the heads of DOD Foxtrot, got to give my shout out to them. Because, you know, especially Mrs. Belladonna has been a big lore nerd that's joined our chat, and God love her for it. I don't know how she deals with this. Um, the chat itself, though, I mean, huge shout out to you guys. Whether it's Laura Sov, um, you know, Handsome Dragon, any, anybody. Been on a tear. Yeah, Whisper's you know, been doing amazing. Whisper has been awesome. Um, I want to go ahead and I'm trying to get everybody, and I can't, you know, because we have Josh Santiago, which I want to say is Pens. No, nope. and then we have the new no Sal. Sal. <laughs> yeah, Sal is Pens. That's right. And then we have Josh Santiago. We have the other Josh that recently joined. Yep. Which I'll I'll get to him later again because that's my next <laughs> shout out. Um. And, and, uh, and just, 
Unisys, of course. You can't forget Uni, dude, because he's so amazing. I'm sorry, Uni, that I didn't say you first. Um, but everybody's just been so... The way the chat works is amazing to me. <laughs> like, you know, you figure you get all these lore nerds together, there'd be nothing but arguments. And we just... It's one of the most entertaining things of my week is being in this chat, everybody expressing different views on different subjects, and, you know, us coming up with a conclusion, or at least trying to, within the week. The the, the Focus Fire chat itself, whether you lurk, whether you lurk for the most part, and you occasionally chime in or if you're one of the regulars like pens or unisys or laura you know you're you're amazing and thank you so much for being part of everything that we're doing here and then of course i have to give a huge shout out to what has i have recently dubbed the cult of pain like um there is the newest Josh that has joined the chat. But even before him, like, there have been so many. This is pain confirmed. That has been pain confirmed. Um, pain is a person hashtags I've seen. And it, it just bewilders me that so much love for pain. <laughs> he is our Lord and Savior. Um, so thank you to pain. But more importantly, Thank you to the cult of Pan for being there. <laughs> for believing in me. You know, you for know believing in... No, not believing in me. For believing in Pan. Um, okay. The pinnacle will be when a football player at the Super Bowl thanks Pan for... His, uh, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness, dude. If uh, if Peyton Manning would have uh, thanked Pan at the Super Bowl... Just going to go ahead and Budweiser... And- Thanks, I would literally died of a heart attack right then and there. <laughs> All that, right. That probably won't happen because, you know, football season's over now. But <laughs> well, um, thank you, <laughs> Cult of Pain. We will grow in numbers. We will make believers out of non believers. This is we will our make things cult. happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll begin to wrap up tonight's chat. Um, thank you to our stream chat again for coming out and spending the Unimo with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash chat. Links to all our sites are going to be able to be found on our episode archives over on the Podbean site at focusfirechat.podbean.com. Again, we try to keep the scheduled Wednesday night streams of the chat starting at approximately 10 p.m. Central. But if we have any variations, we also always make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account, which is just at FocusFireChat. I also wanted to give a huge thanks out to Unisys for the awesome music that you're hearing at the start and end of the chats going forward. And thank you again to Mike for spending an evening chatting about the lore of Destiny with us. So, until next time, the lore band marches on. Marches on.